0: Is up, fam? Welcome back to episode 175 of the morning Skate. Today we are gonna be talking about the U.S. world juniors taking home that medal, uh NHL division previews and we're show now. We're, uh moving on from podcast to an all all new show. We got a new software we we're playing around with. So, uh, without further ado, I'm your host, Bizdev. We've got uh Ked and Hal today. Ked's uh Ked's here, he's got a lot to talk about. He's uh in a pretty good mood. Um He's he's recently uh upped his gear game. So we'll talk about that a little bit. And we've also got Hal who's uh making his debut back out on the ice 13 month hiatus. Uh Ked, how you doing?
1: I'm feeling good. I think so we had this new platform called StreamYard. We got it yesterday. Uh Dale hopped on a call with me. Our boy Pink hopped on. We kinda fucked around with it a little bit. And I don't know. It, it's I think it's gonna turn our podcast into a show. I think you mentioned that already, but it's it's going to be pretty cool. I think at some point we're going to start just doing live podcasts, maybe um, where we'll have like a specific date, uh, day of the week and time that people can hop on. It goes on YouTube, Twitter uh, pretty much whatever you want. It's, it's pretty cool. I'm really excited about it. We can insert video clips and stuff uh, and audio and it's way easier to edit. So I think in terms of just quality value, I think it's going to really skyrocket and shout out to Andy from the Broadway uh Broadway boys uh, shout out to him for kind of walking us through and showing us uh, this hidden gem. So uh, yeah, I'm pumped up.
2: Right on. Uh, Hal,
0: how are you doing today?
2: Pretty good, dude. Uh, I guess this is pretty exciting. I never really wanted to look at myself. That was also, I haven't, I don't think I ever listened to our theme song like in full since Noah did it for us. That was great. Noah shreds. Okay. So that Cool to be forced to hear that. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm also excited. Like Dale, Dale's the host now, so it's kind of exciting to critique Dale like we normally do. Uh, positive, negative feedback, probably all will be included today, right? Like I would say, this is Dale having a having a bigger role. Like I don't really understand if you're if you're watching this, like the screens and shit. I don't get what's happening, but if Dale's doing it, then he's doing it, and I get to critique him about it. Shout-out shout out feedback. Shout out
0: cook Bag, Noel Whiteside. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm I'm excited uh, excited to get it going. I I did kind of have a big day yesterday. Shout out Hockey Night in Canada for uh, reposting my video on Twitter. Um, you know, over six hundred thousand followers, pretty big deal. Yeah, Hockey Night yeah, in Canada.
1: I was I I would go on our Twitter and all of a sudden I see a uh, like a fucking tweet or a retweet and it says Hockey Night in Canada and I see our tag and I'm like. What's going on? And then I see your ugly fucking face. And I was like, no shit. Garrison got us retweeted by Hockey Night in Canada. That was huge. I mean, I mean, that's our second biggest one. I would put the Ducks just a little bit more just because it was yeah. – but still, dude, Hockey Night in Canada, that's like every night of the week. So great job. Pretty
0: freaking cool. Thank you, dude. So without further ado, we are going to get into NHL in the news. <laughs> All right, NHL in the news. Uh, we're starting it off today a little bit different just because the world juniors just concluded. USA taking home the gold, boys. I I don't know, Cad, you might have doubted it, but but take it away, dude. Uh, we're, so, we're champs. <laughs> I'm
1: gonna put this up right now. Uh, I hope that's okay, Dale. I, I can, is it okay if I mess with stuff too as we're going on, as if we wheel in yeah. deals? So. Cool. I don't know remember this but i put up this tweet not that long ago usa hockey's about skill 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 which is cool but i can't remember the last time we had a bad mamma jamma all perimeter players not one of them eats nails for breakfast they're too busy taking down kale smoothies and packing lips of hummus so i tweeted that out after they got uh throttled by team russia i couldn't have been more wrong i guess considering the u.s won gold uh i know i got a lot of backlash i was gonna put actually i was gonna put two hundred dollars on canada to beat usa and i Hit up my buddy and he's like I'm not taking that bet and pretty much just called me every bad name in the book uh, so shout out to cowboy for for not letting me take that bet and now I put 200 bucks in the stock market dude I'm, I'm in the pot game I'm uh I'm into that and cryptocurrencies so I've already made a few bucks off of that so sh- I mean that's big for me spin zone really quick because obviously I'm not just gonna say that I was wrong I had how many likes that had 401 likes do you think they use this as bulletin board material do you think that they put this in their locker room where they're like fuck morning, let's let's go to battle how What do you think
2: no i don't think they do that dude i think <laughs> right like what are the fucking chances fucking trevor secrets because a fuck what you have to say <laughs> no offense dude uh i don't know i i agree with you i was hard on them too i think our consensus was we wanted them to win. We didn't think that they would. And you're right. I One part on the broadcast that kind of stuck out to me, I guess their top four centers were all technically not there. Like the group, uh, the group, when they were like winning U18s, U16s or whatever, uh, like Hughes, uh, Beecher, Robertson, they had like top six forwards that were all gone from that original group. They're not there. And I think that kind of, allowed guys like berard or bobby brink who are going to play more of like energy role player roles to kind of shine on this team and i think it was actually a positive for them in the end my other thing uh nate lehman i told you guys this before so nate lehman usa hockey coach right i think we kind of briefly brought him up last podcast looked it up kind of crazy went to Cortland, um played d3 there so he's a He's a World Juniors coach now, and you went to Cortland and blew your knee out. But you have a podcast. So we're pretty much on the same playing field, right? Like, went to Cortland. Then he ended up at Union after being an assistant for a few years, won a national championship. We're upstate New York guys. You know, like, Union's really not supposed to be a hockey powerhouse. Like, RPI used to dump all over them till he got there. Then he goes to Providence wins a national championship there. And now he wins World Juniors at USA. I saw someone tweet out he's a serial winner. And, like, if I'm USA Hockey, I just make this guy the next coach at the Olympics. I think it's a no-fucking-brainer.
1: He's got some real John Cooper vibes, right? Like, he just seems <laughs> yeah.
2: like every level that
1: he goes to. And, and you mentioned a good point with Union Hockey. Like, I don't know if people know this. I don't think they give out athletic scholarships. I think it's strictly like an, an academic scholarship type thing. And they do three semesters instead of two, I'm pretty sure. Tri-
0: trimesters, yeah.
1: I would hate that as a student. Can you imagine having to go to school for three semesters or trimesters or whatever? The, I thought trimesters was like a pregnancy. Then.
0: I don't think it makes a difference
2: in the length. It's just how they break it up.
1: Still, I, I choose a lot better than three,
2: I think. Yeah, I 100% agree with Northeastern's like that too. And I actually think Providence is like that too. So maybe he's just a big trimester guy.
1: I don't know. that, And it, I don't know. Kind of cool that he went to Cortland. That's, I mean, that's where I went for. For a real brief stint. Uh but I, I don't know. It uh it's pretty cool. Shout no. out to the USA. I love when they when they beat Canada. I think the last three times they faced Canada the gold medal
2: game, they won. So how about how about Trevor, Trevor zegris right? Ducks prospect. I wouldn't say I was a zegris guy before. I just would say I didn't know a ton about him. Went to BU. I mean, he's putting up like historical USA hockey numbers. Yeah.
1: He's silky. Like he he has the vision, and I think he was interviewed earlier in the thing talking about goals. He's like, yeah, normally I'm not a goal scorer. The puck just finding it. But dude, you look at some of the shots that he was making. Like the fact that he said he wasn't a goal
2: scorer, it's just dude. He had, he had 18 points, and his two line mates each had eight points. Is and ever, second and third on the team and scoring, like it insane. Was,
1: it was unreal, and. Dave Starman loved it, dude. Uh, the one guy loves saying, arty party. Of course, Arthur Kaliev is the guy who scores a goal to get U.S. to go in the gold medal game. Um, I played oh. Arty, because I didn't think the U.S. were going to beat Canada, and then I got home There's like 10 minutes left to go in the game, and it seemed like every single time there was a 50-50 puck, the U.S. got it. And you want to know what? Ryan Rashog, or whatever his name is, not a fan of that guy trying to stir up controversy telling me that the U.S. brought out a garbage can with Canada thing on it. That's That's click Get your clicks up, Ryan. Like, Do a little bit of research. Ask first. Don't just try to soil 18-year-old kids. I love how they're like, no, it's barrel by barrel. I tried to get blocked by Ryan for an entire day. He didn't do it. Guy's gutless.
2: (laughs) That's classic. Uh, One more thing. Spencer Knight. I feel like we would be wrong if we didn't mention Spencer Knight. Wrong about this fucking kid, too. 940 save percentage in World Junior six games. I think the first game he kind of sucked, and it just felt like here we go again. It's like Al Montoya, you know, all those USA hockey goalies have passed, uh, but he stood on its head. Like, end of the day, Zegers or Knight were the reason USA probably won. So
1: also Brett Bernard, so. And
2: if you're and if you're a Florida Panthers fan, you're pumped, right? Like, that's that's exciting to have that goalie in your pipeline. Although you still have Bob signed for like a hundred million dollars
1: for like a hundred million more years.
2: Yeah, tough. one.
0: So, one, I know, uh, yeah, one player that really stood out to me, I think, and I don't know how high, I don't even know where he was drafted, but uh, Boldy, to me, just looked like a really steady, smart player, um, always making the right play. And hey, then yeah. Zegris.
1: Yeah. I mean, Before you get on to Zegris, Feverboy Rex is going to be pumped that you said that because Feverboy Rex is a huge, uh, what was it, Boldy guy? Boldy, he, yeah. There's, he, there's, between his there's, legs, like goes to the front of the net. I think he's a Boston College product. He's uh, a Massachusetts player.
2: kid, first round pick to the Wild. Billy Garen, Billy Garen drafted that, and I think that's the route the Wild are going to go. Another guy, remember last uh, a couple podcasts ago? I think we brought it up. The Wild have the leading score in, like the I think it was the USHL, the OHL, the WHL, the Q, and like maybe the KHL or some shit like that. Uh, and now they have this kid too. So the prospects are fucking a plenty. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. Last thing I was about to say about Zegers was just. I kept waiting for him to make a bad play or like not back check or like, and I just kept zoning in. I'm like, this kid is fucking really good.
1: Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, the U.S. played a, such a team game in that gold medal game I mentioned earlier. Every 50-50 puck battle, the U.S. won. And it, it was unreal. Question for you guys: I think it was because of COVID, but the team captain and the general manager of each team were the ones handing out the gold medals. Uh, Canada was obviously very emotional. Then you had Cam York and John Van Beesbrook. I don't know if you saw this, but pretty much every single person went to Cam York instead of the Beezer. I thought that was a little disrespectful.
2: No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that uh they just had Cam York hand them out. Like it was different than what Canada did. I could be wrong. I don't know. These I did like- want to go to my captain too. Like John Van Beesbrook's like a cool goalie dude, but like Well,
1: I, I just thought it was kind of funny because everybody kept going to be was like, no, come to my line and like nobody did it. It reminded me a little bit of last night, uh, Brady versus Henneke. And after the game, I think that's his name, or uh, I don't know, the – the Buck, not the Buc- – should they play? Uh, yeah. Washington. Washington. Uh, after the game, did you see how he was trying to get Tom Brady to pay attention to him, and it took him like 30 seconds to get Brady to actually turn around and give him a handshake? It just reminded me of the Van Biesburg gold medal thing all over again. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. And I think that's what we have for World Juniors. Awesome USA, red, white, and blue. Uh, are you are you in or out on that uh, USA hockey do or die thing? I'm kind of in on it. If they keep winning gold and that's like their thing afterwards, it's kind of like your your battle like cry.
2: Yeah, I don't know who would be out on it, right? Like, it's not bad. I mean, it's kind of like. I don't want to say it's like overplayed, but like, you know how like everybody tweets him out? Like, you see it a thousand times, but the first time you see it, it's still unbelievable. But like, by the time World Genius is over and I've seen the clip like 45 times, it's like cool. Like, Kreider was pumped up. You know what I mean? I, for whatever reason why I watch that video, I just always look at fucking Kreider because he's right in front and he does this like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, that's still Chris Kreider, but he looks sick. Also, we'll just bring this up right now. Chris Kreider, I am not a fan of the hair. I think he looks um as someone who didn't shower before this and looks homeless I think it's okay for me to say that Chris Kreider looks homeless in his new headshots he looked clean like Chris Kreider looked like a power forward to me when he had a shaved head at World Juniors Chris Kreider with a fucking goatee and some like slick back hair looks like he's going through some shit yeah, it's. Not. I'm trying to find it so we can put it on here, man.
1: It's definitely kind of a weirder type look for him, but it's a lot better than the buzz cut that he came out with. You remember that thing last year when he came to his camp with like a bald head?
2: I like. I personally like my Chris Kreider bald. I think I don't really have any reasoning behind it, but that's where I'm at. He just. He just feels like the type of guy that's just like, "Yo, will you come shave my head real quick?" You know what I mean? I don't see Chris Kreider going into, like, a Manhattan beauty salon getting, like, a $200 haircut. I feel like he just is more of a ripper off. So it's just kind of shocking. Maybe the money changed him after that big contract.
1: Either the money changed him or Mark Stahl and Henrik Lundqvist are gone, so he thinks there needs to be, like, that huge, like, uh, like veteran presence in the lineup, and he can't be walking around with a shape.
2: Fair enough. What's next, Dale? Yeah, uh, That's not the look I saw. That's, I, I feel like that's really funny that you just put that in there. Love it, that's not the look I'm talking about. He's a lot more right. yeah, I'll send you a photo, but that is. Thank you for doing that.
1: I think I, yeah. I oh, it's right here. All right, yeah, keep going. I'll pull it up. on Dale, what's
2: the next topic?
0: So next, we're just moving right on to NHL in the news. What? Um, and then divi- just division previews. So we'll uh pull up the divisions. are you ready kid yep all right here we have the divisions uh maybe you want to i guess go left to right start with uh the north calgary edmonton montreal ottawa toronto vancouver winnipeg uh you want to start first what are your initial thoughts and previews for this division Well,
2: Dale, if you were listening to what we were talking about before, I think the easiest way to do this, because we would spend like 35 minutes going through each division and extent, is me and Ked are both going to pick a team that we like for the season and hate in the season. Is that right, Ked?
1: I think that's all we're going to do.
2: Right. So, Ked, who you. So, let's start in the North Canada division. Who you like?
1: I really like Calgary. I really. I just. What they did last year I think is good. I I don't know. I like Calgary a lot. Toronto obviously is always there. I like Vancouver in the playoffs a lot. Vancouver can kind of build off what they did last year. I think they'll play really well. So if I'm picking four teams to kind of make the playoffs, I have Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton is hard to pick against McDavid and Dryside especially in all Canadian divisions. And then you have Montreal, Ottawa, Winnipeg, right? One, two, three. Yeah, so you have you have like an additional three teams to kind of – I don't know. I think Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto, Vancouver are going to be my teams that are going to make the playoffs. However, I we talked about this last week with Montreal, how they added a whole lot of grit. I think it will be fun to watch that. Calgary, Edmonton playing like eight times a season is going to be unreal. I'm pumped I have the NHL center ice package. But I don't know. I think it would be hilarious if Toronto shits the bed this year.
2: Yeah, I don't see that happening. I think this is going to be the eye's – The division everyone's eyes are going to be on my team. I said that I love, I don't think this team's going to win the division, but I I kind of gave them a hard time. It's the Canucks. I thought their fan base last year needed to pump their brakes. Like you remember people were like, Oh my God, this is like, this is like the second coming of like those Montreal teams in the 1990s. It's like, there's, it's no way it's close to that yet. Um, You're excited about Demko, right? You're excited about all of their young players. And ultimately, what I, the reason I picked them, I just wanted to bring that up. Do you see that good, good debt mop fight in training camp? Yeah. Uh, happened yesterday. It looked like Mock kind of flew foot, footed Goddet. I like that. I thought Goddet was just a kid who had like a Twitch stream and went to Northeastern uh, and was kind of a pretty boy. So if he's going to be dropping the gloves and kind of trying to take on that bottom six role because they're so stacked <laughs> on the first two lines, I love that for them. So I, I think this is a year that the Canucks kind of bounce back, definitely make the playoffs again. And I, Look for Holby to have a good season too.
1: So, if you were to pick four teams that are going to make the playoffs out of the North, who do you
2: have? Uh, I don't know because I don't have the divisions in front of me. Now you do. I, I guess I would say, I mean, this is kind of putting me on the spot. Uh, Toronto, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. That's kind of. I funny. think that. I mean, I think that's pretty much the obvious answer. The only, the only question. Um, the team that I kind of hate the most and I, this is kind of like a bold take, but not really, is the Oilers. I just – I'm not saying that they're not going to make the playoffs. I definitely think that they will. But, like, if you look at it, it just feels like it's, like, years five or whatever, six with Connor McDavid, and they have sidle and it just – their team just still doesn't look to be there yet. You know what I mean? It's missing that depth that I like on forward. I think Tyson Berry will be electric um, on the power play, and I think it's great that that guy was able to get out of there out of uh, Toronto and all the scrutiny he was facing there. But, like, Kyle Turris, like, do you like that move for the Oilers? Do you know what I mean? Like, I just I just feel like I've been waiting for the Oilers to have that that off season where it's like, okay, they did it. They reloaded, like, for McDavid and Trisaddle.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if they're there yet. I think Terrace is kind of uh, – I think, I don't know, Barry's a pretty good player too, but
2: – Yeah, I like their D. Like, I actually think their D's going somewhere. They don't have any elite defensemen, but Barry, they're Caleb Jones, Clefbaum, Adam Larson, Darnell Nurse, Chris Russell. Like, that's solid. They have solid NHL defensemen. So it's not like you can point at that. You got to look at uh, Nico Koskinen or whatever with wearing 19 and net makes me sick. And then Mike Smith's back there. It's like, how much more Mike Smith can you take?
1: Yeah, no, I get that. I get that for sure. And like, let, let's, let's move on to the Western, uh, West Division. This is, uh, actually, before we kind of get into that, we also have, uh, they kind of sponsor each division now. So the North Division is Scotia, West is Honda, Central is Discover, and East is Mass Mutual. So in the Honda NHL West division.
2: Really quick, if you have a dump in your pants about that, like grow the fuck up. That's my take on it. We have hockey back. The NHL has to pay the bills. It's not like we're the goddamn MBA. Like, oh boo hoo. They have stickers on their helmets now. Get over it.
1: No, yeah. It's uh they're just paying the bills. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, dude. Cares. Like if we get hockey back, like if this is what they have to do, it's fine. Like when you're driving down the highway, you see a couple billboards. Does it does it ruin the scenic view? Sometimes, is it necessary? A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Do you pull over the car and get out and start stomping your feet and fucking going <laughs> all over the place? No, you drive by, dude. It's a it's a billboard.
2: Yeah. Actually, there's no billboards in the state of Maine. Though, fun fact. So. <laughs>
1: okay. You guys are too good for billboards. Got it. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Honda uh, NHL West division. Uh, my, I think I'm going to kind of pivot. and I'm just going to pick four teams they're going to make in a team that I hate, like Vegas, St. Louis, uh, Colorado. And then that battle for the four spot, you have uh, San Jose, Minnesota, Los Angeles, Arizona, Anaheim. Arizona made the playoffs last year for a quick, for a quick second. It was nice to see them bounce back there. I don't know. Is this the year that the San Jose Sharks kind of make a run? Uh, What about Minnesota? L.A. They have Drew Doughty kind of complaining about people don't give him respect. Anaheim, I don't think it's quite there yet. Um, If I'm going to pick my fourth team, I'm going to go back to Arizona, dude. Hopefully they can maybe have it again. However, they did lose Derek Stepan, who I think was kind of a big player for them to kind of get their picks back for cheating. Uh, I am my fourth team there. And I don't know why, but they always kind of stick around, and I don't think they're that good. But, again, they stick around. My fourth team is going to be Minnesota. Maybe they battle back. Zuccarello, who knows? I love that guy. Minnesota Wild State of Hockey. The team I hate, I hate Los Angeles, dude. Maybe they kind of make a run. They're kind of – they're getting old. You know what I mean? They're not that young team anymore.
2: Yeah, the one thing I would say on that, though, is if you're a, if you're an L.A. Kings fan, I feel like LA's kind of gotten bundled in the last couple of drafts. Uh, you have Byfield and you have Turcotte now, so those are two uh, pretty elite prospects for forwards. No, like I agree, where their roster currently is old and probably not going to perform, but you do have young guys to look forward to.
1: Yeah, they're 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 on their way. I just don't think that they're there yet.
2: Okay, but I'm fair or I'm cool with that. I don't know. I don't have too much on this division. I just went pretty chalk. I don't I don't have like the top, whatever. Um, but I would definitely say the Avalanche are the favorites. Like I just. No matter what, anybody. Oh, I just got pop ups coming up because I was trying to do some research. Uh, Yeah, I I just think the Avs are going to win this division. I talked about it before. Like, everyone, they've been the hot team to pick the last couple of years. I thought they just needed to continue to build and build. And at this point, I just think their defense is too electric. Like, Bo Byram's coming in there. That's going to be interesting to see with how stacked they already are. Or maybe he's not. I don't really know what's going to happen there, uh, to be honest with you. But I like the Avs and the team I hate. I'm just going to stick with my theme. It's the Golden Knights. Like I I don't know. For whatever reason, I there was it just started out when the Golden Knights got to the Stanley Cup final. It was built on guys like England, Reeves, Pierre, Mark, Belmore. You know what I mean? Just like those scrappy dudes that nobody wanted. I feel like they don't have enough of those guys and they have too many patchorettes in the locker room. And like you, you saw it. Like it was, it was vocal that people were shook when Nate Schmidt got traded. Like he was a big part of that. Like, in the locker room, like, on the ice, and they basically are just like, we just signed you to an extension, and now we're going to flip you because we think Petrangelo is a better option for us. And, like, as a player, you're pumped because your team just got better. But, like, when you look at it, it's like they're kind of destroying everything that we built, the players. Like, the players grinded that out. You know what I mean? Um, And it just seems like with the flurry, Leonard stuff is super weird. I just think there's a lot of weird things that go on in Vegas now and the honeymoon's over. And I've been banging this drum for, drum forever. And Listen, I've been saying since Vegas entered the league that they stink, uh, and they've been proving me wrong, but they don't have a cup yet. Like, they really and haven't burned me yet. They do not have a Stanley Cup.
1: And on top of that, now we got COVID. That whole nice advantage that the Vegas Knights had. I mean, uh, they're staying in their rink, but the fans aren't there. The players aren't really allowed to go get at the casinos anymore. Who knows? I think this this year is going to be the, the real like, where is Vegas in terms of an NHL hockey team?
2: True, like you don't when you don't have like the Broadway production on ice and the and like the EDM like music pumping into the crowd. What do you have in Vegas? Yeah, would be interesting to see. They definitely, you're right. They probably have the biggest home ice advantage. Foot counterpoint though, I, from what I understand, Vegas is still packed during COVID, um, and like players, we're just assuming that millionaire twenty year olds are gonna sit in their hotel rooms and look down at packed vegas like do you see foresee like issues having coming from that or
1: i mean if there is there's a huge problem a huge problem i i want to think that they're going to be professionals and like not do that
2: 100 percent. if the world junior kids can stay in like a like a marriott for like five weeks straight in their hotel room i think like they can like stay in the ritz carlton in las vegas and get room service i agree
1: you you would hope so but yeah, so that's kind of what we have in the – did you end up making your pick for, for a team there?
2: Yeah, Avs were my good, Knights were my bad. I don't have a top four there. I'd have to think it through.
1: Okay, and now we're going to go on to the Central. Uh, Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa. Uh, the team I like, obviously, Tampa. I mean, they don't have Kucherov, which is kind of a, a buzz, but – they're going to be good. Dallas is actually – we had this in later in the news. They had six players, test positive, and two staff members, so they're not going to be starting off when they should. Our writer Fink is having a conniption right now because all he wants to do is watch hockey. Sorry, Fink. Uh, the team I like in this, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm going to tell you why. There are less games to play this year. I think the games matter a lot more. Uh, there's going to You're going to be playing the same teams eight, eight times or whatever. And if you look at Columbus, they lost Josh Anderson pretty much out last year with that shoulder surgery and they lost Alex Wenberg on a buyout, but they brought in Max Domi. They brought in Miku Koivu who has a lot of experience uh, as the former captain of the Minnesota Wild and Macal Grigorenko. I, not much to him, but I think Max Domi is going to really fit in there. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois kind of came out. We're going to talk about that later, how he doesn't want to be in Columbus. So depending on what happens with him, who knows? But I think Tortorella out of any coach in the NHL is going to have his team ready for a 56-game season
2: yeah I guess dude I I understand what you're saying my reservation with uh the Blue Jackets is it just like it's the same story with Dubois wanting to leave now everyone always wants to leave I don't know if that creates an issue that's like my only thought on it I agree with your thought process I 100% think they'll be right there uh for the playoffs um I wish you had that screen back up because that's kind of what I was looking at but Oh, I have it right here. I guess my central pick is Tampa. I think you touched on it. You said Kucherov's out. I 100% agree. I think that's the best possible thing for Tampa, that he's going to come back for the playoffs. I'm sure he'll be training his balls off when he's rehabbing, so that'll be good, right? And the other thing, too, to think about, it's a 50-game season, like you just said, so like, does the, does the playoff uh, hangover really happen in that sense? where you're still playing 80 games. If you played 30 playoff games, it's still like an 80-game season almost. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they're riding less games the last two years. So if there's any time for a Stanley Cup champ to have a better road, it might be that. Yeah. Uh,
1: they also lost two of their top six because Kevin Shankirk and Zach Bogosian moved on.
2: Right. So I I guess, but I, I still think their D has depth, and I'm sure they have young guys. I know for a fact one of their best defensemen in the AHL is uh, Adam Foote's son. So that's not a bad prospect to have uh team i hate the team i hate in this is nashville the real answer i think is chicago you tase out yeah. kirby docks out right that's gonna suck ass um
1: they lost but, brandon sod and olimata as well
2: yeah so i mean that's tough olimata is kind of a wash uh my thing is with nashville the reason i'm down on them if you look at their d like you think back to when they had Seth Jones and all of those defensemen, and their top six was just stacked. They don't have the same decor anymore. Like, they have Yossi and Ellis, which is a great first pairing. Uh, and then you have Ekholm, Fabro, Borwetsky, and Matt Benning. Like, that's not the same uh, caliber D that you're used to seeing in Nashville, no? Like, I, I just think they continue. To fall apart like when your top two centers are Ryan Johansson and Matthew Shane like I'm always going to question if you can be legit so I just I don't see it in Nashville I see them continuing to take a step back
1: yeah and and one other thing if you look at the Florida Panthers they brought in uh, Anthony Duclair Hornquist on uh, Gudis but they lost Dadunov Mike Hoffman and Eric Halla. I I think those are all pretty good players so I, I might be out on Florida as much as I, I am out on a team like Chicago or Nashville
2: is this the is this the easiest division in the league? You think
1: if you're a good team, yes. just Carolina, like
2: Tampa, Dallas, like.
1: Well, I don't know because Carolina, Dallas, and Tampa, I think for are for sure shoe ins, and then you have Nashville, Florida, Detroit, Columbus, and Chicago. I, I would think Columbus would would be that four spot, but,
2: but. I think there's really five good teams: Tampa, Florida, Dallas, Columbus, Carolina. Correct? Like yeah, that's basically the five teams.
1: I think they're good teams, but you really only have like two.
2: Super good. Yeah. Well,
1: maybe three, Dallas, Tampa. I don't know if Carolina is super good quite yet, but yeah. But uh, that's what we have for the Central. And now we're going to move on to the East. We have Boston, Buffalo, Jersey, Islanders, Rangers, Philly, Pittsburgh, Washington. Before we kind of get into this, I did want to pull this up really quick. Uh, look at that mug. That
2: yeah, is- that's the photo I was looking for. Look at – I don't know. Maybe it's just how he's posing. Like I- the Jersey looks kind of funky too. Where's Dale? Is Dale still here? Uh, yes, he is. Dale is still here. Oh, he was. Man. Okay, well, what do you have? I mean, Kreider's new look, I don't know. Maybe it's the jersey, honestly. I won't let me
1: add Dale back to the stream. Okay, no, now. I'm here. All right. Uh, I don't, it's kind of a weird look. Like, here's the thing this is the kind of look where if I see this guy in the streets, I'm immediately turning around and going the other way. <laughs> that guy kind of creeps me out a little bit.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. See, in the photo that Dale had earlier, he's a little more clean cut. Um, we don't have to spend too much more time on this. The one thing I was just workshopping out loud, boys. If you're like, I don't want the podcast. Like, this is a podcast first. I at this point, like, I would just like, like, we have people that are listening us in the car, probably like fucking sick photo, but So maybe we shouldn't <laughs> stress photos too much. Right? Man, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I'd be like, fucking what? No, uh, yeah, I mean,
1: look up. If you're listening to it, look it up. Or just go on our YouTube where this video. Is. There you go. Um, Yeah, so back back to the, uh, the East Division. Uh, obviously, Boston. Um, and then after that, I think you have two obviouses. I think you have Boston and you have Philly. I think those guys are going to be pretty decent chances of, of making the playoffs. From there, you have Buffalo, Jersey, Islanders, Rangers, Pittsburgh, and Washington. You want a surprise from Ted? What team over the past four years have gone on absolute rolls at the beginning of the season? It's the Buffalo Sabres, dude. Rod and Taylor Hall. I don't know what the Sabres do at the beginning of the year that they don't do at the end of the year. Can you imagine if Buffalo goes on like a 30-game like buzz where they go, let's say, 21-9, and nine, and then they fall off? Who knows? Maybe Buffalo sneaks in. Doubt it, but I'm just going to put that out there. Uh Washington, I think, is going to be there, right? I mean, the Washington Capitals are always pretty good. So I have Boston, Washington, Philly. From there, do my Rangers sneak in? I think that kind of depends on whether how well they play against the Islanders and how well the Pittsburgh Penguins can stay healthy. Uh, those are always kind of question marks. You kind of you dive a little bit further into it. Uh, the Devils, they lost Corey. Uh, yeah, Corey Crawford. We'll get into that in a little bit. I'm never a big Devils guy. Uh, the Islanders, they lost uh, Grice. They lost Devon Taves and Johnny Boychuk. They did get that Sororcan rookie goalie. So maybe they'll fill Grice's thing. Uh, we'll get into the Rangers in a little bit. The Flyers, they got Eric Gustin. They lost some guys who I don't think were all that important to the team that they had going on. The Penguins brought in Casperi Captain, uh, Jankowski, Colden Sevier, Cody CeCe, Mike Matheson. They lost Matt Murray, Hornquist, Buttstad, Shiri, Marlowe, Schultz, and Jonathan. They lost a ton of people. Um, and then you go into Washington. They got a new head coach, Peter Laviolette, Connor Sheary, Justin Schultz, Chara, Craig Anderson, to help fill that role that Hank was going to before he, uh, before he wasn't able to. And they lost Holtby, Chuck and Goudis. I want to say the Rangers are going to make the playoffs this year. Will they? If they do, that'd be awesome. Uh, it's it's just going to be a lot of fun. What do you have on the East Division, Hal?
2: Yeah, I mean, so this is where both our teams are, right? I think – I so my thought process on this as a Bruins fan, when I look at this division, is it makes me really nervous because I think there are six or s- arguably seven teams in this eight-team division that could have a chance of making the playoffs. Um, but I'm looking at it from the perspective I think Toronto and Tampa is better than any other team in this division. Uh, I My homer pick, I'm just going to say I love the Bruins. I don't know if you want me to get into that or not. I actually don't love the Bruins as much as I'm going to say I do. So I'll disclaimer that. The team that I hate, and this is going to be a hot one, sorry to Hank, it's the Flyers. I don't something really grind my gears the other day. Someone retweeted it. Uh, Av was quoted making the playoffs is non-negotiable. We're getting in. It's like okay, Av, take a step back. Like the Flyers were a really hot team in the bubble uh, when it like right when it was like the preseason mode, and then they kind of fell apart. Like, are we just accepting that the Flyers are this like, wha- like? Just unbelievable hockey team that's going to dominate the East because that's the way people are kind of putting it to me. Like, what have they proven that Claude Drew can't put up points in the playoffs? Do you know what I mean, Ked? Like, are you super scared of the Flyers? Do you think they'll be a top two team? 100.
1: Well, dude, here's the thing: the
2: Flyers historically
1: have like come off very slow starts to begin the year. Like that—that's kind of like their thing. And this year, again, it's not 82 games; it's 56 games, and there's a whole lot of games being played in, in like a decently short period of time. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I agree with the whole A.V. being cocky thing, dude. That does kind of bother me. Kind of makes me think that I, I hope people just punch their team in the mouth. I don't know. It, it, I think it depends on uh, Carter Hart, right? If Carter Hart can kind of get back to what he was doing last year. And I think a lot of this is going to go on Kevin Hayes. Uh, the Flyers are going to need that secondary scoring. Kevin Hayes provides that. He provides a 200 team as well. But It'll be interesting to see whether or not he can continue, you know, doing that. They have a lot of good pieces, right? Travis Konechny. I think Ivan Provorov is one of the most underrated players in the league. And he is because he's a Russian defenseman. And how often do you have really good Russian defensemen? It doesn't happen. Sergey Zubov. Other than that, like, but if you watch him play, he's a great player. Um, right.
2: I, Dale. I, I oh, go ahead. No, I, I, was, not- just gonna, I was just going to ask Dale, do you have any uh, any hot takes? Anything? Any division? Anything that you're thinking?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously really bullish on the Avalanche. I think they're coming back with a strong team. I think it's their year. Um, I did kind of talk about this before. I just think overall, from like a ten thousand foot view, just the fact that these divisions are different and they're going to be playing each other, and uh, geographically they're all set up. It's going to be it's going to be interesting and fun to watch. So, uh, do I have anything? particular on each team not really other than uh it's gonna be awesome watching these teams play each other seven eight times a season
2: yeah no that's all i wanted i just wanted a quick thought process i love it i love it i also love the word bullish that seems like a gary v word kind of um right like is that something like you wake up and you look at like you open robin hood and you look at your stocks and you're like damn the market's so fucking bullish right now dude Advocate. Yeah,
0: it's, I mean, you should really ask ask because he's he's now the uh, the cryptocurrency uh, and stock market guru of the group. It sounds like
2: I am, dude. I, no, I, do, have, I
1: do have and utilize the Robinhood app.
2: Crypto. I feel like getting into cryptocurrency in 2021 is kind of a wild move, but respect to you,
1: Dogecoin, dude. I don't know much about it. I just <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy 5,000 shares of Dodge coin for like 12. 000. I don't
0: think you're
2: pronouncing it right, so you're off to fine. a good
1: time. Yeah, but, uh, dude, that, when, when I'm living in my mansion off my Dogecoin, dude, you guys can come over and hang
2: Can we just do like a NASDAQ like stock ticker at the bottom that's of great. the show? Can <laughs> like we just, you just weed show how my Dogecoin is? My weed
1: stocks and my Dodge coin, yeah. We'll see how. What
2: it is like Dodge coin? Sounds like something that's like. Bro, I had no uh,
1: I had like twenty bucks lying around. I saw an Instagram post. I was like, "All right, I'll put it in this."
2: What's like the big sale? Like Dodge, like Dodge Fest or whatever. That sounds like you could get like low financing on a new like Dodge Ram, like with at Dodge Fest with your Dodge coins.
1: You could, dude. I, I heard Fogg's Automotive sponsors it too. Yeah. Uh, but
2: true.
1: those those were our division previews. Now we're gonna move on to a little bit of uh little stories that we have going on. First things first, Corey Crawford announced his retirement after 10 NHL seasons. Uh, He just recently signed a two-year $3.9 million AAB with the Devils, a two-time Stanley Cup champion, a two-time All-Star, and a two-time William M. Jennings Trophy winner. Is
2: this just I don't want to play on the Devils? I don't know, man. I'm – we talked about it before. I think the Devils are sometimes the easiest organization to make fun of. I don't know why. I think it might just be because we grew up in New York and, like, they were so dominant. And, like, you can you can always tell a Devils kid, like, when you're growing up or, like, your friends. You know your Devils friends. Like,
1: and
2: I respect them. I respect them. I think it takes balls to, like, live in New York and be, like, I'm picking the Devils as my favorite team. You know what I mean? And to the guys who stuck with them, not the guys who just kind of rode that high. Um, but yeah, that could be the angle. Maybe he got there. I think I we're out. I love that. Who's your favorite player on the Devils? And you get the. Was well, Marty Berge still playing? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, Scott Stevens. Um, I don't know, man. I he had head issues though, right? So I don't yeah, want to. I hope he's all right. I mean, one, two Stanley Cups. We made fun of him a lot. I thought his black pads were gross. Nine eighteen save percentage. Right, twenty-eight thousand minutes in net. I don't know. I don't know if that's a lot or not. But and if I read that correctly, but twenty-eight thousand minutes, like in an NHL game, being on the ice, that's kind of a shit ton, no?
1: You're on his Wikipedia page right now, aren't you?
2: I was. I was. Really, I was really, at, really, yeah, dude. He went two sixty-one, sixty-two, and fifty-three.
1: Uh Nineteen save percentage, two point four five goals He was behind some really, really, really good teams. Corey Crawford, a Hall of Famer.
2: I think Corey Crawford's a Hall of, Hall of Famer like 30 years from now, maybe. Do you know what I mean? He gets yeah, it, like, like an
1: immediate one. Yeah.
2: Because at the end of the day, the Blackhawks are the dynasty of this era. Like, you know, he was a part of that. Like, he didn't win the first cup. Who was the Finnish goalie? Why am I blanking? Who was fin- their, their first goalie in the first Stanley Cup?
1: A Finnish goalie? Wasn't a Hobby, but wouldn't Emmy?
2: Niami. Remember, anti niami won the first cup, and then he left, and like it was kind of like who's gonna take over? Crawford did. Like at the end of the day, he won cups, so it's hard to shit on him, you know. Yeah. But but at the same time, when I call Corey Crawford elite, like I in the playoffs,
1: I tell you what though, if Corey Crawford didn't wear all black pads, we'd probably be stroking this guy
2: off. I think it's just his setup. He looks like yeah. a box lacrosse boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? His jersey's tight, his pads are wide, just yeah. box lacrosse. That's what I think about, and like that's what throws me off. It's a style issue. It 100%. is. Because if he had normal goalie style issue, we'd all
1: probably be like, wow, Corey Crawford's really
2: good. Also, I learned today, Corey Crawford's from Montreal. I did not take that as a Montreal Quebec name. Corey and I will,
1: I'll add on to this. His Stanley Cup speech goes down as maybe the best Stanley Cup speech of all time. When he's fucked, yeah. he's like,
2: "Fuck yeah, Chicago!" And, and that was—I was, think—people like really pumped up the Washington Capitals parade. But if you look back, Kane was hammered, Versteen oh. was hammered. Yeah, like, that was the original. Like, these people are very drunk in public,
1: yeah, dude. And like, now years down the road, you hear Chris Stieg like talk about how like him and him and coach Q it, like pissy at each other. And like, one practice he went out there, like pregame and every puck he just put over the boards. Like, those are the kind of shit, like that's why that team wins championships because they have
2: character
1: 100%. But uh, so that's the that's the uh, the old Corey Crawford there, but now we're gonna move on. Matt Barzell, he finally signs three years, seven AAV. 23 year old star center earned three million with a one million dollar signing bonus and seven million. Then the final year he's gonna be earning ten million dollars. Can you imagine cashing a check for ten million dollars? I I don't fuzzy inside.
2: I don't get it, dude. My whole thing on this is I think it's Lou losing his touch a little bit. Like Lou always is the guy. Lamorel is the guy who is like in like contract disputes with like young players. He doesn't want to pay them. Guys hold out. It's kind of a weird deal. Like I would personally would want Barzell just to be wrapped up long term. Like, what's going to happen in three years? He's going to take ten million dollars and then bounce. Like, I
1: he's going to be twenty six years old in his prime with unrestricted free agency. I'm and pretty he's sure he's going to make so much money. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's there's few people in the NHL that can skate the way that that guy skates and can control the. I mean, the, the, if you look at Islanders, they're a very defensive team, right? But there's times when Barzal has the puck on his stick for literally 50 seconds, just like skating in the zone, going back out to the neutral zone, coming back in. Like, he's a very dynamic player and he's doing it in a defensive system. Can you imagine if he was doing it in a system where it's like, do whatever the fuck you want? Yeah.
2: I know. Yeah, I agree. And they just lost their franchise player. They just lost Tavares a couple years ago. Like, why would you not lock him up long term? I, I mean, good for Barzell. He gets that ten million that year, and then he's going to get a ridiculous contract. And like at the end of the day, what's Lou Lamorell betting on that Barzell like declines over the next couple of years? Because then he's fucked.
1: Yeah, I look like Barzell right now. I don't know. I think he's a great player. Uh, three years. I mean, three years is a long time though. You got to think about it that way. But I, I don't know. I, I would if I was an Islanders fan, I would want him locked up for like ten. You know who does a really good job at the whole like. Uh, Bridge contract and, and long term contract. If you look at the Nashville Predators, they're very very good at like getting their really good guys signed for a decent amount of money, very long term. Like they Josi
2: signed like four mil, like four point two five for like eight years or That's something.
1: That's been their bread and butter for forever. Like yeah. The predators are very good at getting their young players when they that when they want to and having to take off. You
2: know what I actually love, too, on that one? The one contract that the, I think is so funny, Colton Sissons, who's like a bottom six guy for them, they gave him like a six-year deal at like 1.8 a year, but they yeah. locked up their role player yeah. at least like 30, and I kind of love it. You know? Yeah. I like stuff like that, too.
1: 100%. I wish the Rangers would have done that with like, yes, for years ago. Like, you see a
2: guy like that, mm-hmm.
1: six years, 2.5 mil, you want it?
2: And you know those are the type of players that'll serve their role to like they'll
1: serve their role and those are the type of players you need in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Like so And it always sucks you, like the one of my, when you lose a star player it's tough, but sometimes it's even worse when you see those role players that you love go to like a different team, like usually in like the West Coast and they sign for like two mil and it's like, come on. I wanna it's come 100%. out of the teacher that says lock up
1: your role players.
2: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: Right, we're a role player pocket.
2: Yeah. Uh, we're just telling G- NHL GMs to give role players nine year deals like nine years,
1: 1.5 no. mil. <laughs> uh, Evander Kane yeah. sued. Uh, he's back in the news. Uh, Centennial Bank sued Evander Kane and the San Jose Sharks on Thursday in Florida federal court, claiming Kane owes them more than 8.3 million in principal and interest. According to the Centennial, uh, Kane received an initial 3.9 million dollar loan from the Arkansas based bank for business and investment opportunities, September, 2018. The loan was secured by a sharks contract, a seven year, $49 million pack. Additional loans were secured against Kane's contract over time. Per the complaint, the San Jose sharks were contractually obligated to pay the bank directly from Kane's wages. However, Centennial says they stopped receiving direct deposits from the team in October, 2019. In addition, Kane allegedly defaulted on the loan by missing a payment in December, 2019 and has made no payments.
2: I'm just going to come out and say it. My first take on this is I, I love that Evander Kane's response was, I'm going to pick a fight with the Paul brothers and make this money. Dude, I love it. Like, like it sucks Evander Kane's in trouble again. Like, there he is. overall, great player, dude. If you look back, right, great a thrasher draft pick, knocked out Matt, Matt Cook when he was like 18, 19. Kind of loved him ever since then. He's always in the news, though. But again, I think it's just primal to be like, "I'm, I owe this bank $8 million. They're about to sue my ass. Like, let's get in a ring and punch some faces in. And, like, we talked about it. Like, would the Sharks even let him do it? I think it's becoming clear the Sharks would not let him do it. And he was just like, oh, shit, I need this money quick.
1: Yeah. Here's my thing. And if, if anybody's listening to this podcast, you're, you have to be younger than 18 if you're listening. And you end up making the NHL. Here's a little piece of advice from Ken: The first thing you do is hire somebody to manage your mind. That is literally the first thing that you do. Call whoever you need to to make sure that they're, like, good at what they do and they've done it for a long period of time. It blows my mind. When athletes run out of money, there's not a single athlete on planet earth that makes more than dude. I would even say if you make more than $2 million, you should have somebody who's going to manage that money for you. So you're not in situations like this. This is so fucking stupid. This guy made so much money. How does Evander Kane owe somebody $8.3 million? I got, I'm going to look up his, his, uh, was it cat? What's the cap thing?
2: uh vander while you do that let's throw it over to uh Bizdev dale what's your take cad cadu just bought some uh some bull coins feeling like a financial advisor do you have the same financial advice what are you thinking here what went wrong that's
0: that's what i'm wondering how do you get into a position where you owe 8.3 million dollars that's a lot of money um i gotta be honest i didn't read this full story before we started but
2: loan default defaulting on loans it looks like yeah dude I, here's the thing i like i don't make dick okay. for money i don't make dick for money but like at the end of the day like i would be so uncomfortable not paying a bill you know Bro, what i mean
1: here it is 12 seasons total cash he's been paid out on his contracts 55 million dollars 55 million dollars how do you not have this money lying around where did it go <laughs>
2: Do you think do you think does that include his forty seven million dollar contract that he signed, or is that what he's played through so far? Because he signed a forty-seven mil last year.
1: That is what he has played through so far. Total, once all of his contracts are done, eighty-seven million dollars.
2: Okay. So I mean, at least he knows the money's gonna be there. Maybe he can just stall him for a bit, like act like he like he lost like their phone number. Change your phone, maybe move, and, like, they won't know where you are, and you can be like, oh, you were sending me mail? Like, there's ways around this, Evander Kane. You have 40 more million dollars coming in. Did you make some mistakes? Sure. Uh, but figure it out. Like, you got to – he has to be able to figure it out, no? What do you think the San Jose Sharks are doing?
1: Like, your offseason consists of having to tell Evander Kane to chill out with the Logan Paul brothers and then getting a fucking – getting served, probably, by some dudes like, oh, hey, you owe Centennial Bank eight. Uh, $8 million from Evander Kane. You, you've just been served.
2: I don't understand why the San Jose Sharks are involved, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like if I was defaulting on loans, they wouldn't, like, go to my they employer were, and be like, hey, were, you're sued, bro.
1: They were contractually obligated to pay the bank back directly from Kane's wages.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, man.
1: And it, it doesn't make much sense to me. Also, like, if you're, because I'm pretty sure I might be wrong. If somebody gets sued, you have to be served to be sued, correct?
2: That's how they do it in the movies.
1: If you're if you're serving the San Jose Sharks, how do you think the person served them? Do you think do you think you dressed up in like an Ed Hardy hat and like a Hollister t shirt? You walked in, you're like, "Yo, I'm Logan Paul's agent. Here's the fight contract." Just kidding, y'all got served. And then you're like, well, how did you think that?
2: You to calls, too much. Bro. <laughs> they probably called Brett Burns and told him there's an anaconda in the parking lot.
1: <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Oh, but you see, Brett Burns is on the one of the new episodes of Vikings.
2: No, oh yeah, I think I saw like a photo of it. Looks cool. Good for him. I shit on him. Joe Thornton's on the first line of the Maple Leafs. Is that real? They (laughs)
1: scored in their scrimmage the other day, and he went nuts.
2: Dude, I, I don't know. I'm just gonna. I think I. The good thing about the Bruins not being in the Maple Leafs division this year is I can have an easier time feeling happy for Joe Thornton again because I'm kind of sour on it right now.
1: I hope we I hope we get to see a Boston Bruins Temp or Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't know uh, how that is gonna work once it gets into the
2: So I don't even know if this is true. I don't know if top divisions win it, but for some reason in my brain, and this is probably wrong, I just have it like four teams from each division get in, and then it's like I don't know how it would work from there. You're right.
1: I don't know what division plays what division. Or yeah. or four teams get in each and then actually think that's what it is. Four teams get in each, the four teams play each other and however it is, and then one team in each of those divisions make the final four.
2: You go to the final bubble. That makes sense.
1: I, that was all speculation, though. That might not be accurate. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we touched on this a little bit. Uh, Dallas Stars had six players, two staff members. Team facility is closed for a number of days. Star scheduled being reviewed. Will not begin before January 19th, meaning the first three games at least have been postponed. So why we can't have nice things, dude? Like we have an NHL season coming up. What six did Tyler Sagan throw a shaker at Mike McDonald's old house? Like what happened?
2: I don't know, man. I uh, I don't have too much on it. It's expected. The one thing I'm nervous about are they going to be? Is there going to be a ton of reschedules? Or if your team doesn't play a game, does it just get blanked? Like I'm, I'll be interested to see how they do that. That's probably information that's out there. But like reschedule
1: have to because some teams wouldn't have enough games. You would have to figure out. Would be so, kind of cool. It would never happen, but like you know how you have double headers in like hockey or baseball, yeah. <laughs> double header in the NHL.
2: Yeah, you know what would be sick, and I I know it's not feasible, but like if your NHL game got rescheduled, like the AHL teams played each other, and whoever won that game got the NHL point. That'd I know that would never happen. That
1: would be kind of cool. Unfortunately, the, the Adirondack Thunder and the New Jersey Devils want to be able to do it. Uh, shout out to all my Thunder buddies in the Glens Falls group. Hope everybody's doing good. Uh, but that's what we yeah. had on the, the news. <laughs> We're going to move on. We're going to do a little bit of Rangers talk. I just want to run by these really quick. Henrik Lundqvist has posted. He's out. Uh, surgery went really well about five hours to get all taken care of. Appreciate the great staff, at Cleveland clinic last few days has been pretty crazy, but he's in good hands. Every day is a step in the right direction. Shout out to the King. Uh, glad that, you know, he's back and um, well, not back but that everything went well and wish him nothing but the best. One story in Rangers news. I just want to touch on it. I don't really want to talk about it. Tony D leave left Twitter for parlor because of Trump got banned from Twitter or something like that. He's a big Trump supporter. Of course, everybody's pissed off about it. Uh I don't know what's gonna happen. The Rangers keep talking that the organization's handling it internally. It's what it is. Uh the fact that people want Tony D traded because he's a Trump supporter blows my mind. Like I want a Stanley Cup. Uh, the next one.
2: Uh, can we agree, though? And I don't know if you'll throw this out there. Can we agree that Tony D's role on the Rangers is wrong? He's a he is electric offensively, I think, and he and he plays scrappy. But I think sometimes he can have a little bit of a defensive liability. But hey, like Tory yeah. Krug did, and Tory Krug worked through it, and there's ways to, ways to shelter them. But like, who's going to be his partner this year?
1: They're supposed to be Jacob Truba, and then the A team played the B team, and. D'Angelo and Trubis' team got lit up 6-1. So. I
2: just don't like him in that spot. Like, I like him with, like, someone more defensive. I don't know what the hands are with someone like Lindgren, but somebody where where they can hold D'Angelo accountable defensively, in a good way. Do you want to
1: – Unfortunately, I don't think that we have anybody that can do that
2: right now. You don't think Lindgren could?
1: Lindgren's going to be playing with Fox, and if if he could, maybe. it's it That'd be a who knows kind of a thing. Uh. But the, they don't—they don't really have Lindgren's probably the closest to that stay-at-home kind of person. Because you look, you have Truba, who should be that guy, who came out and said that he the New York kind of got to his head and he needs to go back to playing the way he was. Like, hey, maybe stop filming all those commercials with Brady Shea talking about how you guys like wore white sunglasses the other at prom, uh, and maybe get back to playing your game of hitting and punch people in the face. You have Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, yes, Smitty, who's I love him, but he's always kind of a wild card jack johnson who knows the yeah, one name yeah. that's been brought up in camp repeatedly who's having a good camp there's two names one pavel Buchnevich, david Quinn said it's the best camp he's had since he's been a pro and uh keandre miller his name kids keeps getting brought up i thought it was kind of a pipe dream to see him make the team it looks it looks like he's gonna make the team which is fucking cool he's like six five he's huge um but yeah i i, I would agree with you i would love to see tony d'angelo play with somebody like like Hal Gill in is prime, like somebody who's just going to like stay back kind of a player. But I don't think that they have that right now.
2: The the one thing I'd say on that, though, is at least down the pipeline, right, those two kids in World Juniors, who you have, Robertson and Schneider? They both look like – do I have those names right? There's, you, had,
1: you had Schneider. I think Robertson might have been in the previous year. But Schneider looked good. He, he got suspended. Love to see that. He had a nice goal. Um, he's a good
2: player. It's, they're both two pretty good prospects for yeah. him.
1: I mean, the Rangers still have sick prospects coming in, which I'm going to get into as, as this goes on. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Vince, I think, is coming on the podcast Monday. We're going to talk about the Rangers training camp and what he has talked. talk. That's Vince. Uh, he's one of the Rangers B reporters he's been on before. Guys, of beauty. love everything that he does. Um, I'd love to see this, dude. This story came out in the post. Brian Boyle might be coming back to the New York Rangers. He spoke with several teams, uh, but the Rangers are one of the teams that are talking to him. They said that they're going to kind of make the decision once the team's been made. No brainer for me. Uh, You look at good NHL teams that make a run at the playoffs. How many times does that third and fourth line have an identity? Like a legitimate, not, not like scraps. And I feel like over the last few years, the Rangers have just kind of put their scraps on the fourth line and let them do what they do. Brian Boyle, block shots, wins face-offs, will stick up for his team. You just lost Mark Stahl. You just lost Henrik Lundqvist. You lost two of your leaders in the locker room. You need that leadership. You cannot have this guy running around telling your kids what to do. No. You need a guy like this. You need Brian Boyle. You need Boyler. You need him out there. Uh, Fieroy Rex sent me this. I wrote a blog about it. It kind of blew up. I hope he comes back. I would fucking love it. Him as a fourth liner. And you have all the people always taking time away from the kids. He's taken time away from the kids who are on the fourth line. You'd rather have an 18 year old play fourth line minutes. You're an idiot. Thank you. Next. See you later. So Brian Boyle may be heading back to Broadway, hopefully. And then the last thing, Pierre-Luc Dubois, he uh, pretty much told Columbus he doesn't want to be there. I think it's a Tortorella situation. The Rangers are rumored to be involved. Shut then,
2: the fuck up. Is,
1: on the post. At the range, well, you also don't forget John Davidson. He came from Columbus. He knows these players. Um, I saw some names that were kind of being thrown into the mix, like Philip Hedl, Keandre Miller, all these things. I saw Capo, Caco. As a Rangers fan, I'm trying to figure out what type of package I, I would give to get Pierre Luc debaugh who's – I think he's a 21 or 22-year-old. I would say number one, one, one A, one B center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you give up Capo Kako? You know I'm a huge Capo Kako guy. My, my old man loved them. I I think his first year was a little underwhelming. I'd like to see what he can do in the second year as a player.
2: Would you I'm trade?
1: Not, would you trade Capo Kako to get pure Luke Dubois?
2: Yes, I, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not entertaining this anymore. But you it, would. Yeah, you but would, would, you would. Know, right? That's not a knock on Capo. not But you have a 21 or 22 year old
1: first line center.
2: And he was like a th- and he was like a third round pick. You would have to give up more than just Capo, hundred percent though. Yeah, yeah.
1: But, you're right. but I, I, that was my question for you because I feel like I might get a lot of grief for being like, "Oh, you're giving up on him too fast." And here's the thing: Capo might very well end up being like an elite, elite, elite player. But it's it's hard to get those first line, second line centers who are twenty two years old. You know, yeah,
2: I mean, and, and the thing too, sometimes you have to remember, like when you're getting towards the end of a rebuild, if you're trying to rebuild on the fly, it's awesome to have a billion prospects, but th- not all of them. There's not enough room, and eventually some of them are gonna have to be moved. And if you're moving them for an already young player, then it makes sense. Like that's a trade. I don't think it's gonna happen just because I'm pissed off right now that this is even a rumor. But uh, he's also Pierre-Luc Dubois. If you
1: if you remember, he played with Panarin.
2: He but, did. I. You know what though? If, like, why is it came out that Dubois pissed because Torts? He doesn't like Torts. Essentially, yeah. I don't like that that much. I pump Pierre Luc Dubois tires a ton, but like, right. that
1: weird. was shocking to me because in terms of like Canadian type thing, Pierre Luc Dubois has a little bit of an edge to his game. So I kind of thought he was a nail gun, not a guy who's going to complain that he too hard on him.
2: And my whole thing with Columbus, too, is if Tortorella isn't the coach of the Blue Jackets, I don't think they have these like these late, like, eighth, you know, they don't get into the playoffs as the eighth team every year like they do. Like, that doesn't happen. Like, they're a bottom-of-the-barrel team.
1: No, 100%. I don't know. That's, that's that's what I have on the Rangers talk. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm so fucking jacked up for this, this week, though, dude. I mean, hockey's here. It's here. The NHL's here, dude. We're going to have an NHL season can't wait 100%. to
2: see the boys in the home blues dude 100%. That's awesome. I am I supposed to go through Bruins?
1: Yeah, I, I wrote down a couple things here for you and oh yeah, you wrote down a couple too. Uh
2: all right, I'll I'll power through these really quick. Treesburgh on name new captain. It's kind of a no-brainer. I feel like I already kind of gave my thoughts on this when Chara left.
1: I, I know you wanted me to
2: write a blog, dude, but everyone already wrote a blog. No one cares what I have to say. It's a no-brainer, dude. He's I the thought it was
1: funny what they did with Marshan, how they like Yeah. Pretended to give him the C. And they even had a jersey. They even had a Marshan jersey with the C on it. Like they kind of went all in on
2: that. Yeah. And I'm honestly actually shocked too a little bit that Marshan's wearing the A. Like that was kind of the biggest news to me. Like Marshan's been like the number five assistant captain on the team for like four years. So Charagon, right? Back is gone. The, yeah.
1: Yeah. Bergeron. Krug,
2: Krug was in front of him. Kevin Miller used to be in front of him. So. So it's kind of weird, uh, and I just don't know if Martian's the guy you want talking to officials, but I'm cool with it. He's 100% earned it. I was just more surprised on that one. Who's that the other one? A? Is it Krejci? Yeah. Krejci. He's been the A forever. Uh, the other one that you put down, Tugaras said he got a call from his family that they needed to call an ambulance for his daughter and formed the team and left the bubble the next day. I think that's a normal response, dude. I don't think... Go ahead. I have two things on this.
1: Number one, suck it to all the people that were calling Tugarask a fucking traitor. That's yeah. ridiculous after this comes out. However, number two, why did this not come out the day that it had happened? This whole story of Tugarask being an awful team, at wouldn't even have been out there.
2: There were rumors about it. I think he just like didn't want to- Wouldn't have been easier he just I, I'm, I'm leaving because my, my daughter's in the hot. Like, yeah. What
0: if it's your personal business and you don't know if- your daughter's gonna be all right. Like it's kind of easier to just be like family news, or yes,
1: I I would rather come out and instead of being ripped in the media every day for it.
2: Yeah, but I feel like Tuka, like Tuka's been such a good goalie for us, and he gets treated like shit in this oh. town that he probably was just kind of like fuck you guys. Like it's I Tuka don't care what you want. Does Tuka
1: get his jersey retired when he retires?
2: Mm, maybe. If maybe. Maybe. Yeah. He He's close. He's always going to be a legend. I mean, unbelievable goalie. So yeah, that you're right. I guess my take really should be fuck everyone who freaked out Happy <laughs> that he's back. And like, I thought anybody else would do the same exact thing. Like, you're like little girl is in the fucking hospital. Like, what are you gonna be like? Oh, all right, cool. Like, let no, me go not- out there and fucking play the storm surge tomorrow.
1: Yeah, hey, sweetheart. Sorry, I'm in the bubble. I'll
2: call you back later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's yeah, something. Tell, tell, but... tell
1: her daddy I hope she gets well soon. <laughs> like, <what? laughs>
2: good point. A uh, couple other quick things I wrote down. Give Nick Richie a chance. I guess. Oh
1: God, here we go.
2: I guess the rumor is Nick Richie looks really good in training camp. And our third line, it has a ton of chemistry. Third line right now is Richie Coyle and uh, Smith, Craig Smith, who just came over. Heavy line, dude. Yeah, and Craig Smith. Craig Smith's like 13th for right wings and goals in the last 13. He always scores 20 goals. Coyle finally kind of has a third line. I'm not banking on Richie showing up, but if he does, it's an added bonus. So I'm just saying Bruins fans have been really hard. Give him a chance. Marchie's out, right, for a while? He's actually he he's back early. He's on the first line.
1: Oh, he's already back? Isn't somebody yeah. out? Wait, so you have, do you have your um, first line back?
2: Pasta's out? Somebody,
1: no. Somebody's out. I'm trying to figure out the Bruins line. I thought somebody was out extended period of time. Was I wrong on that?
2: No, you're 100% right, and I'm kind of blanking right now, but I'm like 95% sure it's Pasta. Uh, it is Pasta. So Pasta's out for like half – he's going to be back in like mid-February. They said he's ahead of schedule. So let's,
1: let's say – I don't want to talk about it right now. Let's talk about like when you're when you guys so you have your first awesome line. You have that as your third line. Then you have Debrus, Krejci, and then who else is, is it York?
2: Casa, that kid that we oh. got from the Ducks. Okay. And the first line right now, they have Marshan Bergeran and Studnika, our young guy they're putting with those two. Fourth line, and this is my next one, Anders Bjork, the guy that you were pumping his tires in the playoffs. Anders Bjork has been like the training camp legend of the last four years where everyone just pumps him up. He looked great in the playoffs.
1: He first is line.
2: uh I'll, here, I'll read you a tweet from a beat writer on Anders Bjork really quick because I think this will pump you up. I don't know if I sent this to you. Bjork's a madman right now. He's winning battles, supporting line mates, uh, firing good shots on goal. He's been shoved by Clifton and more at the end of each shift. So he's bringing energy, and right now they have him playing Love with that. Wagner and Corrali on the fourth line, and I kind of like that. Um Boy, how about yeah. Wagner fitting
1: in on the Bruins, by the way? What a fucking awesome Boston Bruin.
2: Well, it's nice to see sometimes too because we have so many Boston guys on our team, Massachusetts kids, and you see like the Jimmy Hayes that don't work out, and it's always refreshing. Rifle,
1: Was it Frank Petrana?
2: Yeah, and yeah, the Springfield Rifle. He's still an NFL goal scorer, dude. Uh, yeah, I know. It's just nice to kind of see him work out, an old EJHL guy. Last one, and this is kind of the wild card. I don't know what's going to happen with RD. Jeremy Lazan uh, is originally rumored to play first-line minutes with McAvoy. Here's my thought process on it. Uh, Jeremy Lazan's a shutdown defenseman. He's kind of like that Ryan Lincoln role that we were just talking about earlier. I don't think it's ideal, but the thought process behind it is that Lazan likes to hit people. He likes to clear the net, and he likes to stay back, and that lets McAvoy roam. And that was that's what Chara did. Chara was not a good skater at the end of his career. He was just kind of there to be back for McAvoy to kind of join the rush. So I like that. I also like splitting up Matt Grislyk, Uh, because if Grizzlick and McAvoy are on the same pair, which sometimes they are, those are your two best skating defensemen. Like you need it throughout the lineup. So it'll be interesting to see, dude. It's a weird Bruins team. They're young. It's time for Don Sweeney's weird-ass draft picks to show up.
1: All right. That's that's what we have on, on the uh, the old Bruins there. So now we into to beer league round up just want to mention a couple things i ordered a large helmet i don't know why hey, I, hey, have- hey,
0: I i got it. i got i'm sorry i'm really oh. sorry i got to interrupt you dude um i thought i am the uh producer of the show so i kind of have my i got a couple things in my head i'm going to run through it i'll get to your turn for beer league jimmy but uh i'm just going to sorry i know i cut you off i cut you off hard but welcome to uh beer league roundup <laughs> i just wanted to uh to talk about a couple things first thank you boys Where's for
1: there we don't
2: have beer, the other round of music.
0: I can get that made though. Yeah, let's do it. Uh so we got a couple of things to talk about. We're gonna talk about Jimmy's Jimmy stuff Hal's uh, back on the ice. before I wanted to get into it, just wanted to give a quick shout out to Body Armor. Body Armor um just signed Dylan Larkin. So cheers to that. They they gave us they sent us uh, like 24 of these just for reposting a story about Dylan Larkin. So cheers to over Great. Great way to refuel your beer league, so I thought that this was appropriate.
2: What the fuck is this, dude? All right, we're gonna take that back about, really quick. Just because yeah, the company sends you free merch doesn't mean we shout them out, dude. That's where you—that's where you well, get in there. I'm
1: okay on that part, but like, we need to start figuring out that the product gets sent to the fucking kid's house because every time yeah. it gets sent to fucking Dale's yeah. house, we don't sniff any of it
2: ever
0: ever I, I actually i actually have half of it in my closet waiting for you to come pick it up i've been i'm you know,
1: just anyway. to is, no this, is, it the, is it with the cbd stuff too dude or is that gone
0: yeah so that brings me to my next point uh shout out to can i brands just quickly wanted to wanted to give them a shout out for uh a nice little men cream after after beer league really hits the spot Um uh, so we'll get into more on can i brands and a couple of more future podcasts but great people um, feel free to check them out. Sorry for monopoli- monopolizing the, um, the little beer league roundup there. So I'll, I'll uh, pass it over to Ted now to talk to your gear.
1: Okay. I'm back guys. Thank you, Dale. Uh, I just want to talk about this. I ordered a large helmet. I don't know why I think I thought I had a large head. Didn't fit me ordered a visor. The visor didn't fit the helmet. I spent an hour and a half trying to put this visor and it's literally like they're both bowers. So I don't understand why that didn't work. I'm shipping those back. I got a white, uh, 4,500 coming in. And I bought like one of those cheaper visors from Hockey like the alkaline ones. That was only like 25 bucks. So I ended up saving a ton of money. Shout out to me. Uh, new gloves from Sideline Swap Wait. came in. They're unreal.
2: Before I- we get to your Daryl Powell fanboy gloves, I, I do want to circle back. So was it the 4,500 that didn't fit?
1: Yeah, the 4,500 is.
2: So as a guy with a hat, a head that doesn't like fit hats and it's pretty big, when I buy helmets, the first thing I do in the store, I I usually don't buy them online for this reason is I'll, I'll open them up and I'll just fucking extend them as far as I can and hope that it fits 4500s uh, have never, I can, I've never been able to wear a 4500. I, I look how it I
1: looks, but that you brought that up because I, the
2: 4500 is the helmet that is the hardest to adjust out of all helmets. And it's tight and it's tight in the padding stick. It's almost more like a. A football helmet, how thick the padding is, and it just it does like if you have a big head, forty five hundred is a great style, but it's not for you. Yeah, it, I don't think
1: you of, like front back is pretty good to adjust, but if you have a wide head,
2: yeah, you're fucked. Hundred percent.
1: But uh, the new gloves are sick, by the way. My Daryl Powell fanboy gloves—they uh, felt pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Do you
2: use them? Are they game worn?
1: I mean, they're, they're used. I don't know if they're game worn. They're definitely
2: used.
1: They're fucking awesome though, dude. They feel really good. I, I'm uh, normally accustomed to like the four rolls, but these are like the Vapor APX or whatever the hell they are. They're fu- they're really nice gloves.
2: You know uh, how like kids are like uh stepbro or uh blood brothers where, like they share blood? Like do you think thankfully like his Daryl Pow's like sweats and your sweat and like it's kind of giving you some I like, had I had maybe. two
1: I had two I'm not trying to pump myself up a little bit but I had two absolute snipes in the last gate that I had when I used them for the first time and I felt a little NHL in my shots. So.
2: Who and also who can forget Daryl Powell's 2012-2013 season? 34 games played, zero goals, zero assist. How many how many NHL games do you have, dude? <laughs> I know it's just such a funny person uh to get their gloves and I don't want to I don't want to slander him too much cuz like he was great in the Wolf Pack right he grinded his way through the Philly Phantoms like he was a good player I'm not really I'm not really hating on Daryl Powell it's just one of it's one of the more obscure uh Rangers stock gloves that I think you can have
1: It's not even Ranger stock gloves I think NHL stock gloves like Daryl Powell out of all the people to get but I have them
2: Side note though some people might not think like if they're not Rangers fans, they might not think those are Daryl Powell's gloves. They might just think your last name's Powell and like yeah. they huh?
1: I mean that's a that's also a good point. <laughs> and they're, like they're embroidered. I I wondered like what embroidered Daryl Powell's gloves are like. Who is this guy? <laughs>
2: yeah, dude. I don't know. I I don't fucking know. And you got you got pants too, Rangers. They didn't,
1: pants. In, they didn't come in yet, but they're they're well on their way. Um, and I only have one other thing. So we found a Friday skate in Clifton Parks so today. When you when you get back to going. It's a little bit it's definitely better than the Tuesday skate. But I got to skate with Jack O'Callaghan's kid, which was pretty cool. Jack yeah, Tell me about that. I just showed up to the skate, uh Greenway, shout out to him. He's one of my heroes of the week. Uh one of the first thing he says is like, "Yeah, Jack O'Callaghan kid skates in this." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" So, it, he wasn't on my team, I didn't really get to talk to him or whatever, but it was kind of cool to see he definitely uh He's a good hockey player, but he definitely has like that old school kind of stride, like what he does, like shots, passes, like he just plays the game hard. So I thought that was kind of that's cool. Right. And the Friday skate's really, really good. So that's something that I think I'm going to really start doing, especially with COVID. You can't really go out on a Friday and much rather play hockey and come home. There's nothing better than that. So um, that's what I have on my Beer League Roundup. I have a skate today. And our game got canceled because COVID. So that's my beer league. What, what do you guys got?
2: Dale.
0: Yeah, so um, I've, uh, I've been on a little beer league hiatus, but yesterday I uh, made my debut out on Saratoga Lake. So I had a nice fucking awesome day, awesome morning skate. I, uh, I went live on our Instagram account. I'm also going to share my screen here real quick um here yeah so here's here's the nice little video i don't know if you guys can hear it on your end but um hockey night in canada retweeted it huge um shout out to two buttons deep and hockey night in canada for retweeting that uh it's gonna stop the screen sharing now but all in all beautiful day uh ice wasn't like glass like the best it's ever been but you know, no no shame in a little bumps. Definitely about four inches deep. I talked to an ice fisherman the night before. Um, felt pretty comfortable out there. Um, a little more to the story, but yeah, we'll get into it.
2: No, there's actually – so, Dale, I think you're burying the lead because I found out about a very interesting story that I need to tell on the podcast. Um,
1: this might be a zero or zero, I'm thinking.
0: I mean, I can go into it now. It It's, me, not, it's not fully my zero, but –
1: Oh, you weren't even going to talk about it? No, you weren't.
0: I am. I was just waiting
2: to.
1: You definitely it. was because we have the picture yeah. right there. Yeah. All right.
2: right, let's. So can we talk about this really quick? Well, before we yeah. talk
1: about this, can we just talk about, like, when you hop on a rink, I don't know about you guys. I'm always very afraid the first time I step on a lake or a pond because you don't know how thick it's supposed to be. So shout out to the Morning State for doing this. Insert a tape measure into the hole, hook the end on the edge of the ice, take the measurement. Yeah. If you reading, is at least four inches. Proceed with caution. Ice more than five inches thick will likely hold a snowmobile, and ice more than eight inches thick will likely support a car or small pickup truck. Yeah. It's how do you how do you make the hole? So, auger. so an
0: I, ice fisherman, yeah, auger. Um, you need normally, to buy. A to, okay, all
1: right. No,
0: no. So normally, my barometer when I decide when it's safe to go out on Saratoga Lake is to look for the ice fisherman. So I was driving Friday night after a, a little walk with my dog striving by and there's a point on uh, this road that you can kind of see down if there's people on the lake and I was like, holy shit, there's ice fishermen out on the lake. I'm going to go check it out. Um, so I just ran out, um, kind of grabbed my skates, went out on the ice and talked to them. They were like, yeah, we're, we're looking at four inches. Um, so I felt pretty confident Friday night. It was pretty dark. So I only skated for like 10 minutes, got off the ice um, and then Kind of went to bed knowing that I was going to get up in the morning the next day, Saturday morning. And I, I really don't want to joke about this because it's it was honestly um, kind of frightening to see this image. Um, if you're listening to this audio, you can't really see. But it's uh, basically within the first 20 minutes of skating on the ice, we noticed this uh, hole on the ice where it looks like somebody definitely fell through and uh they left their beanie and a kind of intermediate hockey stick lying down on the ice with a puck as well um kind of like half frozen and the hole was frozen over so it looks like it had happened the night before um but the weird thing uh, my dad and i were worried about was that there wasn't really a clear path um if you look at kind of the the ice that somebody had made it out so um really kind of a frightening scene so we called the cops and uh cops came and did a did a missing person report and um it's just kind of scary so literally 45 minutes are going by and we don't know if you know if the uh the fire the firemen fire are, um, they're going to dig down and try to like literally dig out because um, we didn't know if there's a person still underneath. Um, long story if short. there a
2: person underneath.
0: So 40, 45 minutes ago, a spy, the son of the manager of the homeowners association, um, came out, talked to the cops and told them, yeah, two days ago, my friend of a friend fell through. He made it out. He said, you know, f- screw the stick and the hat um we didn't go back out for it um so kid made it out two days prior it was just a really eerie scene to skate up to a hole that was frozen over with a hockey stick a puck and a
2: hat surrounding it so um always I'm be make safe fun of it right now i'm just gonna cut you off i'm gonna make fun of it there was no one in the fucking hole dude why can't we make fun of it you you it, was, you, Yo, it was, We can now, we can now. I'm just, I'm just not trying to make it in 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> there was no one yeah. in the hole, dude. Someone fell in. You got your idea was right, but you're acting very somber. Like the dude. Right, out right. I, well, if
0: you had gone through the experience that I went through, which was 45 minutes of like literally thinking that there's a decent chance. There's
1: nothing you can even do if somebody's in the hole, though.
0: It's pretty fucking. Pretty weird and somber, though, to yeah, like have that have that fucking go through.
2: Get the fuck off the ice! You That's see? what I would do. Like, <laughs>
1: what if I saw that hole? Well, I would have gone off the ice as fast as fucking possible. Like I don't, and I don't know. I just I would wait. I'm probably gonna wait until about February before I even think about going out on that ice.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, the ice was good. It was a, it was a wonderful day skating. Oh, uh, no, it was. So that happened two days prior and it's been pretty cold. There's 13 degrees this morning. So ice is good on Saratoga Lake. I'm happy about that. The video repost by uh, hockey night in Canada was fucking awesome. So if
1: you're from Saratoga. I want me to say that I don't think the ice is good on Saratoga Lake. Because if you go out on there, because Garrison said the ice is good on Saratoga Lake and you fall in, I want people to know that that did not come from Ken. All
0: right. So yeah, I'll reiterate it, it happened three days ago. Now I think the ice is good. Um,
1: Definitely scary though. though. Definitely.
0: So, yeah, you, you, told
1: sure, me, sure. you told me this and I didn't get like the, the actual what ended up happening. I think I just got the initial, oh, hey, I called the cops. And I immediately thought either somebody's dead or somebody like staged this because there's no other reason why a hat yeah. and a stick would be out there. And then I'm like, what, what asshole would stage like falling through the ice? So then I'm like, oh shit, somebody probably is dead. But glad that the person's not dead. Wild. Can you imagine how fucking cold that was? Oh my God. Also, super lucky because apparently when you fall in the hole, when you come back up, you don't come up where you fell in. So thank God that that kid figured. How old did the kid? Do you think he was?
0: Um, like twenty two. I know the, I know his friend who lives in the neighborhood.
2: Fuck that man!
1: That is cold yeah. ass. Twenty twenty two. And I, I don't know. Can but, you imagine
2: taking those skates off? No. Can you imagine the walk to the house afterwards?
1: Just cold and wet. Ah, uh, the worst. But CSI Dale. Clyde's okay. Uh, I'm going to wait a few more weeks before it, it gets – before I think about that. That just creeped me out. Have you guys ever skated on a pond, by the way? Like an actual pond, not a lake, but a pond? Yeah. You ever hear the ice move and shit, how creepy that is? Like there's that distinct – like you can literally hear it, and you're like, oh, my God. But like you're fine, but at the same time, it creeps me out. Uh, that's yeah. beer league Dale, heal up so we can get those games back going on. Hal, actually, I don't think you've updated us, dude.
2: Oh, I don't have much. I I think I went over it last week. That hockey was back briefly. First game tonight, ten fifty on a Sunday. That's strike one. That's uh, strike one. Stri- strike two would be seven players after not playing for like two and a half months. I'm nervous about that. I'm not gonna sit here and lie. My. Uh, Team I mean, Captain basically sent out an email basically being like we're probably gonna get dummy just like give it our all which is a fucking tough go. Um <laughs> I love that I'm, I'm just excited to get back on the ice, honestly. That's all I have on it. Like there's a ton of regulations and it sucks. Like I wearing masks, like they close the locker rooms. There's gonna be like specific like get ready areas that you have to go to. There's a bunch of rules and shit and it but it still blows my mind that some people are like, nah, I don't wanna do it. Like I have nothing else to live for outside of like work like hobby wise you know what i mean like it's hard to have fucking hobbies during covid i have a
1: mask on. on that's my only thing
2: i'm gonna i have to try and i'm a little nervous uh
1: what type of mask are you wearing are you wearing like just the regular blue one or are you wearing one of those like fish gator things
2: i don't think the issue i have with the gator is sweat like think how much sweat you're gonna have and, like, i just like my neck being like having all that built up I think I'm just going to go like cheap, reusable blue one. My only concern with those is I think those are going to get soaked too. And then when it gets soaked, it's not as breathable. And I'm going to have like an oh, asthma attack, dude.
1: Problems. I'm nervous. Definitely let, definitely let us know how that goes. 1050 on a Sunday. I think Dale can agree to this. It's a lot better driving to hockey with somebody than doing it by yourself. And 10.50 on a Sunday night, I would want to be driving to hockey and driving home from hockey with Dale, talking morning skate, listening to the music, chilling, doing it by yourself. It, it, I think it adds an extra element of just like, oh, boy, especially the way home.
2: Way home's tough. I don't mind the way there. Um, um, you're, up, you're like, fuck Yeah, game. exactly. But you're once like, you get off – like. 10, the thing about a 10.50 skate compared to like an 8 o'clock state is when you get off the ice, like it fucking strikes. And also, like one of those rinks where it has like the actual time, like in a oh. corner on a clock so you can like see it live. You know what I mean? Like you kind of take a glance. It's like, fuck me.
1: You're down like 9 to 1. It's like 12.02 in the morning. And you're like, oh my
2: god. Spin down on that. If we're just going to get absolutely dummied for the next two months, at least uh, running clock in the third if you're down by 5, I think. So... We'll get out on time.
1: You, you extended an invite to myself and Dale to come skate up there. We're waiting for Dale to uh, go to the blue tent and pass COVID protocol. But uh, once that's done, I am I think, Dale, I'd take a Monday off to go do that.
0: Yeah, I'm wearing a mask, though.
1: We have to. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. the rules. I'd have to figure out. Well, you you actually have the mask that attaches to your cage. So you could probably just wear that. Right or no? Yeah. No. I, oh, you need like a legit, like on your face?
2: Yeah. Damn. Cause like what would a barred mask do? I thought about that at first too.
1: I was actually thinking about this too, and I didn't know if I had it right. Dale, does it go on the outside mm. of your cage or the inside of your cage? It
0: goes on the, the inside. inside of your cage, but like in between your um chin piece and the cage itself.
1: So how he can't wear that?
0: What it's like the CCM branded one that a lot of youth hockey
2: players. I
1: bet wear. I bet Dale could wear that thing.
2: It goes on the outside of the cage.
1: No, on the inside. Actually, Hal, this, this is, if you have to end up wearing a mask. I know it's like it is what it is, but that would be something I would definitely look at. All
2: right, send me a link, Dale. That's all I got.
1: All right, so that was beer league roundup. Uh, where are we going next, Dale?
0: So next we uh, we got the Patty B Hotline. Hey, this is the Patty B Hotline, brought to you by the
2: Morning Skate.
0: All right, thanks, Pat. And uh, we're gonna play uh, your question this week. Hey, morning, CA Patty B here. All right, um, here's my question: What will be your man cave name for, like, your house, basement, whatever? Um, to watch hockey games and stuff. Minus the penalty box because well, I'm a ref. All right, later, guys. Bye. All right, the penalty box. That's a good name, Pat. Ah, uh, Ked, what would your beer league uh, – I, I would like to
2: back really quick though, Dale. A ref-themed man cave just feels a little off to me, Patty B. Like, don't take this the wrong way, but I just imagine a bunch of like – Weirdly, refs getting together and just like arguing calls all game at the fucking penalty box. Like playing dictionary out of the rule book. It's like I yeah, I, I just keep thinking of like footlocker refs. You know what I mean? Like just jersey, like ref jerseys everywhere. The penalty box. Not a bad name. Just ref themed, Patty. Ref themed. I like I
1: like the I like the penalty box name though. I always thought like I we've always kind of talked about like owning our own bar. It would have been kind of cool if we had a bar called the penalty box, but you'd have to live somewhere where people actually gave a shit about hockey. Like I'm sure there's definitely bars in Canada called the penalty box, right? Yeah. You know,
2: hundred yeah, um, percent.
1: My man cave name would be my room because more than likely I'd be living with a significant other. I would want to assert dominance and I would want <laughs> to be like, well, you know what? I'm going to my room. I think it's really funny. So I, I think my
2: man cave name be, would be I'm going to my room. My I'll room. go right there with you, dude. I think my man cave name would probably be the basement. I feel like a basement's an area that if I can redo it properly, I would be granted access uh, to handle the way I would like. So basement, your room, like where did you expect your yours to be?
1: Well, I don't know. My room presents ownership too like my room. So it not only is it asserting dominance, it's asserting ownership of a place in, in the, in the humble abode.
2: Good point. I like that.
1: Cause you, if you name it the basement, it has to be in the basement. Therefore you're also presenting ownership for an entire floor of your home.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, and I, and I think about it too, if I ever live somewhere warm, which I won't like, maybe I would go like gazebo route. Outside, outside man cave, possibly. Um, What would
1: you call that? Like if you're, if it was the gazebo.
2: (coughs) Arguably the gazebo. I think we're keeping it pretty simple right now, dude.
1: I would say I'm going to the shack. I'm going to the shack.
2: It's not bad, dude. Dale, what about you? I just, for some, I'm going to throw this out there too, Dale. You can disagree. I don't see you as a man cave guy.
0: Yeah. um.
2: Dale's would be the office.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I think my Gretzky's uh, my,
2: Dale,
0: my have- wow, Gretzky's office would be tight. Yeah. Would um, you
2: ever have a personal office or a man cave in your house?
0: Yeah, so I think my man cave would be kind of a personal offense where I could create content and just like be alone. Um, call it the Positivity Pod. Be doing podcasts in the pod. I don't know. Just just kind of a nice little home office where I could I could say hey. This is a positivity zone. Do not bring any negativity in here. I
1: love that, um, love that <laughs> okay. now, What What is uh, – I'm going to ask each of you. What are two things that you want to go into your man cave? Two things off the top of your head.
2: A big-ass TV and a mini-fridge.
1: There, there's Hal. What about you, Del?
0: Yeah, I was thinking like a seltzer kombucha
2: tap. <laughs>
0: um, this, and- is not,
1: this is not –
2: what? Why not, dude? I don't because drink alcohol. What you're describing to me is like the rec room of a startup company where they have kombucha on tap, like they record podcasts and maybe like a ping pong table. That's what I want to do, dude. All I right. It I I I really doesn't sound like a startup company, like a small owned business that like has like, yeah, and then you come to the kombucha room every Friday and we all like, like talk about yeah. our week.
1: Well what else? You'd sure. have the, you'd have the add on oh. tap. What's the other thing you'd have?
0: Sorry, Dale. Um I would I would have some kind of uh I don't know, some kind some kind of fucking content creation station where I have all kinds of different cameras and GoPros and video things.
1: I like that. Uh I would have uh, a key lock or a key code entry. That would be one, and then a jacuzzi. I think if you had those two things in your man cave, that'd be fucking tight, dude. Yeah, you, you need to know the password, and then once you get in there, I'm Bath Gang. You guys know that, dude.
2: Indoor, so, di- indoor jacuzzi. Yeah,
1: do those exist?
2: I don't know. Like at like yeah. Residence ins. I'm sure they do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that'd be really cool. So that'd be more. Or a
0: sauna, seat. dude. A sauna would be tight.
1: Sauna would be cool. Sauna would be really cool for a man cave. But thank you, Patty B. Guys, leave us a voicemail if you look at the ticker in the bottom of the screen. If you're listening to the podcast, it's 309 eight-three zero nine-2595. Leave us your voicemails. We'll talk about uh pretty much whatever whatever you guys want to talk about, as long as it's, you know it's okay to talk about. It. So um what do we got next? Uh,
0: hell yeah, thanks, Ken. And uh now moving on to Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros.
2: Hey. hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here.
0: All right. Thanks, thanks, Dom. Uh, Ken, you want to start us off with uh, your hero or zero of the week?
1: So I have two heroes. I'm going to go back to back. My first hero of the week, we got to skate with uh, local legend Eric Greenway. Guy started my skates for years. First time I met him, he was pounding keystones on the bench of a Friday night Saratoga skate. And then years later, he walked into my junior college hockey locker room, dropped a duffel bag full of sticks in the middle of the room and said, boys, I'm 27 years old. I have a wife, a kid on the way, and all I want to do is play college hockey. This guy is an unbelievable just specimen of just old-time hockey he loves. I think he owns probably every Philadelphia Flyers jersey there is to own, it, along with Phantoms jerseys. Uh, he got furloughed during COVID, and he was telling me all he did was eat steaks and drink beer, but he also did tell me that he won – st- he played a lot of video games, and he won a Stanley Cup on NHL 92 all the way to NHL 2021. So he had the Sega Genesis out. He had the PS1, the PS2s, and he won a Stanley Cup in every single one of those. He told me that, and I was blown away, dude. Like, I, I, that, like that's unbelievable. I wish he would have told me that because that could have been easy content creation, like on a TikTok or something like that. But uh, shout out to Greener. What do you guys have on him winning all these Stanley Cups? Dude?
2: That's huge, dude. I mean, I... The only thing I'm thinking about is he had to have simmed a couple of games. There's no way he didn't mix in a couple of sims. I know it. As a franchise mode guy, you have to throw in a couple of sims. I'd be interested to see what he said because if he truly played 82 games, that's super impressive. Did he tell you what level he's playing on? Did it vary per game?
1: I I didn't ask. I was still just blown away that he played like 20-plus years of NHL.
2: It's a grind. It's a respect. And on this note, too, I do want to throw this up because it's kind of pissing me off. Someone told me, some nerd I read said that it's really hard for NHL to code and change their game and stuff, even though it seems like Call of Duty does it all the time. But why can't franchise mode have the correct divisions and schedule for the year? Like, they're using 2018, 2019 schedule. That doesn't even make sense. Like, just update it. Is it really that hard? Like, people are like, it's going to mess with the mainframe. It's like, you build video games. Yeah, bro. Woohoo! It's your fucking job. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, why can't I get a fifty-game schedule? And also, this, is, this sounds so stupid. Uh, but I wish there weren't any fans in the fucking rink. Give me some. Give me something that's real. Like
1: in real life. If Call of Duty can change the inside of the stadium, you can take fans out of the rink.
2: Yeah, fucking figure it out. So, but I agree. Good for Greener. That's unbelievable.
1: Dale, do you have anything on that? I mean, that's a lot of video games. <clears throat> I just yeah, I think that's wicked impressive. Props to Greener.
0: Ninety-two to now.
1: It's it's not. And then my other hero of the week uh, goes to Ryan Reeves. This guy, Chip Tamplin, uh, did a cameo with Ryan Reeves. And he said, hey, Ryan, I was hoping you could give my friend Tom a pep talk before a season starts. Can you tell him that he's a great player and you think he'll have a great season? He's also a snappy dresser too, just for good measure. Thank you. And this is what Ryan Reeves had to say back.
0: Now, look, I know this says for Tom, and I read your little thing, Chip Tamplin, But this sounded awfully suspicious to me. So I looked you up. You're a big Capitals fan. I wonder who this Tom could be. Listen, if you're gonna try and run with the best, you gotta do better than that. No, I'm not gonna tell Tom he's a good player. You know, he is a good player, I'll tell him that. But no, I'm not gonna tell him he's a good fighter. I don't know how he dresses. I don't keep up on his dress code. Don't try and play me, Chip Tamplin your life revolves around the capitals. I know how to do my research
2: too. I'm the king of this shit. Don't fuck with me.
1: Ryan Reeves, dude, I love the cameo. It, it was uh as true and genuine as that gets. So shout out to Ryan Reeves. What do you have on this?
2: Uh two things. One, I hate the Knights, but Ryan Reeves is probably the most redeeming thing about their organization. Number two, um Tough to be named Chip in that instance. We know some Chips. That's a tough go. And actually, number three, I want to back it up. Can, if you were like a, if you were a celebrity, would you have a cameo? Because to me, I feel, and this might be a bad take. I feel if you're on Cameo, like if I thought you were a C-list star and then I saw you on Cameo, I would bump you down to a D-list star. You know what I mean? I think
1: if you're a list star on Cameo, you're having trouble paying the
2: bills, right? And so then you're no longer a C-list star. I just think Cameo. Not a fan. I'm a fan of, like, the videos that come out. I just think, like, if you're on there, it's kind of like, what's wrong, bro? If you, no I to guess, me, but
0: it's, it's, like, it's like anything, right? Price, you know, demand, premium pricing. Like, there's some people that are on there that it's priced really high.
2: Right.
1: Like, no offense so. to Daryl Powell, but if Daryl Powell's on Cameo, like,
2: do you get it? And shout out to this chip guy, too. He probably spent a bunch of money on this and then to have that thrown back in your face. It's like, fuck. It's pretty funny.
1: Still pretty cool though that Ryan Reeves did that, and I uh, shout out to him here of the week. So, what, what do you guys have on your heroes and zeros of the week?
0: Yeah, I'll go next if you want. Hell, um, hero, here of the week is StreamYard, the software I'm just having a great time with. Uh, excited to take the morning skate to the next level with uh, this premium production here. Not much else than that, just uh, Jimmy and I had had a lot of fun last night learning the software. and excited to bring some cool stuff to you guys um, my zero of the week is odr ice armchair experts like if you're sitting on your couch please don't comment on things telling me how thick the ice is like i know what i'm doing i've done this for years uh, i'm not i'm not shouting you out or coming at you for what you said earlier but it's just the way it's just the way it is sometimes you've got to be in the moment to assess a situation and uh, my dad and i are are pretty good at knowing when the ice is ready. Uh, so again, nothing at UCAD, but there's just some people that like commented on things online. It's like, come on, I'm here. I'm on the ice. Don't, don't, don't tell me things, but that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah. I mean, fuck, I don't want to do this to you, Dale. I just, I got to throw the counterpoint back out there though, that you and your dad thought someone fell through three days or, <laughs> and it turned out to happened three days earlier. And you can keep saying three days, bro, but the weather's been warm in New York and in Maine, on and off you don't maybe in
0: Maine. it's
2: been pretty cold here what i really don't it's colder here than it is there like all the time dude like i don't i'm just throwing it out there bro i think you're being a little cocky with this ice um oh i don't
1: dale can you find that picture that you sent out that what the hoa they released a statement regarding this talking about how, how the lake had springs underneath and while it might look thick some parts
2: aren't
0: <laughs> yeah, so the Saratoga Lake Association, um, yeah, I was trying to say something like that. Which,
2: But, hey, dude, I agree. Why are they trying to ruin your fun? But um, I'm just worried about you, bro. I digress, dude. Moving on. All right. My my zero of the week is Dale's safety. Uh, just kidding. It's not your safety. My zero of the week really quick is Nesson. I just want to throw this out there. We kind of talk about cable companies a ton. I, I've been using YouTube TV for like three years to stream the Bruins. It's fucking awesome because I don't know if I should say this, but you can like my dad uses my account and he's able to watch Bruins games in New York, um, like without having to like buy the package and the shitty thing about this too. So putting like putting somebody who's out of market into perspective, like for example, my dad lives out of market of Boston Bruins games, right? Um, If he buys the NHL package, uh, then those games get blacked out when they're playing the Rangers, Devils, sabers like do you know what i mean like it's just so hard to watch every game like easily like you just have to fucking buy cable so i'm either gonna have to buy cable or figure something out because nesson's no longer on youtube tv because they like ended contract negotiations And so fuck nesson i don't understand why it's so hard for people to watch nhl hockey games in the year 2021 like i'm like i don't want to illegally stream it like i want to watch it. what the fuck's your problem
1: no, I, I agree with that, too, because the Rangers don't post their stuff, but they're super happy about posting clips on Twitter.
2: And let's get – and yeah, 100%, right? You you mentioned the Leafs did, like, the scrimmages live on TV. That's that's one thing. Number two, I'm sure there's a contract in place, but can we get World Juniors on, like, NBCSN? Like, why is it on NHL Network? Grow the game, right, NHL? And like Dave Starman, dude. Yeah, like, please. Like, please, anything else. So that's my zero of the week.
1: Dave Starman did grow on me as the as the thing went on. Like if you replace Mike Milberry with Dave Starman, I don't think I'd be because he does say some pretty funny things. Like when the U.S. was up on Finland, he's like, "Oh, and the Finns are looking at Spencer Knight and think you got to put four on him. Good luck with that." And then the Finns almost came back and put four on Spencer Knight. So it's like, oh.
2: good point. Uh, Hero of the week. This is a fucking crossover to football. I just want to throw this out: Konrad Leszki. Uh, this guy for the Patriots, he just reminds me of Ked, So that's why I wanted to put it up there. He was a D two football player, uh, undrafted to the Patriots. He's their punt returner. his named first team, all pro. He had two tweet or one tweet really. He said, if you drive a Chevy, you're good. You'll be able to make it to practice. It's them guys driving Fords and stuff that I worry about. That's the only advice I give, get a Chevy. This guy just reminds me of like, uh, Friday night lights, high school, Texas high school football. Uh, I just feel like he embodies that shit. And I looked it up too. It uh, turns out he does not have a Chevy endorsement. Uh,
1: <laughs> There's no shot he's endorsed by Chevy,
2: but he is angling to get one. So <laughs> I respect that hustle too. Just fucking throw it out there into the clouds. I mean, that's a good move. PR 101.
1: I I love that. I love that. Shout out to him. I love that one picture of him, my wife, beater in like baggy jeans. It's just like I can't. hacking
2: remember. a lip at like the press conference with a spitter in his hand. Like, can you imagine? Like, maybe that's why Tom Brady left. He's like that guy's next to me in the locker room. You can't pick two wildly different people. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh I think that's Heroes of the Week. Heroes of the Week. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. Moving
0: on, last segment, boys, uh three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. Uh three
1: What what's three stars this week, Dale?
0: All right. Three stars this week, given that it is January 10th is the three things you look forward to at the start of the year. Um, New year, new year, new season. Um, One of the things, I I guess I'm just going to keep going. Um, My third star is a new notebook. You know, I'm a notebook guy. Write things down. Notebooks just got a new notebook. It's time to reset, write down some goals. Um, I know it's kind of cliche, but uh, yeah, got a lot of cool things. And excited to uh,
2: get a clear slate here. Like for star. your internet. Is your internet giving out, bro? Okay, did you hear that?
1: Yeah, it's it, fresh like positivity.
2: But we're gonna be positive because that's your third star, and I love that, dude. I need a positive spin on my day. I'm a negative Nancy Dale. And as much as sometimes we rack are you on the podcast, I need that positivity. So nice one.
0: Thanks, bro. What's yours?
2: Uh, Beer league hockey being back. We already talked about it. That's it. Playing hockey. Uh, I'm excited for hockey to come back. Uh, the NHL, and I'm excited to play fucking hockey. And it's winter, right? It's fucking January. It's perfect. Hockey's coming back because this is like, this is when I get the fucking itch. So it's hockey season. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, my third star, Center Ice. Uh, hockey season's back. I play a lot of. Call of Duty now. I think I'm kind of probably tone that down now that, that I have the package and just being able to watch West Coast games laying in bed, just chilling, surfing the internet, Reddit, Twitter, seeing what's going on. Uh, it's uh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just so excited for hockey, like nonstop hockey.
2: Yeah, I mean, so for you, center. So I just kind of shit on center ice a little bit. Are you so you gonna get you get center ice every year? Yeah, every year. And like so for you, what do you use it most for? Like you said, West Coast games, just like something to like watch at the end of the night, or is it something like like
1: a replacement for Netflix and all that stuff? Like, yeah, I, I like watching different shows and stuff, but during hockey season, like I can't get enough of it,
2: and I love my it. favorite time too is like Saturday night West Coast game. Like you like probably already drank too much and you're half in the bag and you just kind of fall asleep to it.
1: Yep, you have the Sharks playing like the nights or something you have a yeah. van der and ryan reeves going at it vander kane's
2: looking for some extra money i'm sure ryan reeves is telling them about it It's good. oh yeah dale what's your second
0: star so my second star of the week is uh it's just positivity so i'm in a group chat called the accountability team with uh you know four other of my uh best friends i know you guys aren't in the, the specific chat but you know Everybody's it's that time of year. Everybody's going to the gym or talking about going to the gym or, you know, going on runs or eating healthy. And it's really nice to have three, four guys in a group chat that you can kind of hold yourself accountable to drinking a gallon of water a day, kind of stuff like that. But um, I don't know, just kind of the the aura of the first two weeks of the new year where everybody's
1: feeling healthy, feeling positive and supporting each other. possibility gang i was a member of that chat for like 15 minutes Um,
2: yeah i would not There's zero percent chance i would enjoy that but that sounds right up your alley dale it's good for you and the boys whoever's a part of that my second one this is uh we talked about vacations for the boys last week i uh i think we've kind of come to this issue where i think COVID has everyone stir crazy and we're just planning random ass trips for no fucking reason dale's gonna be riding his bike from upstate new york to new york city which maybe we can get into a different time which is Uh, a little bit crazy to me. And then they're trying to plan a nice New York city steak dinner about it. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. Like me personally going because of COVID and whatnot. Um, But the idea of having like a very nice steak dinner with the boys is something I can look forward to. Like, I love it. Like New York city steakhouse to me, that's like, that's like the definition of like luxury dining. I know that sounds so fucking stupid, but like you go to a steakhouse, you pound like as much red wine as you can and you just eat a fat ass steak uh besides the, the appetizers are usually on point and then you just pray to god that the bill's not as high as you think it will be when it comes your way but you eat it for the boys oh,
1: steak?
2: Yeah, I, I mean Dale I know you're a steak guy because cause you're strictly cast iron um you're cast right, iron right. over grill at home correct made the transition about a year ago yeah never looked back Dale are uh, kid are you a steak guy yeah dude I yeah what's I'm the good. cut like if kids coming home from, like what's the cut that you get like are you talking like a filet are you doing like a ribeye what's the type of ked steak
1: sirloin sure, delmonico maybe a little porterhouse you
2: know, yeah so. what about like a good tomahawk the only like do you ever fuck with the tomahawks off the bone
1: i i don't fuck with the tomahawks uh i tried omaha steaks one time i thought they were super overrated i'm just they're classic give me a sirloin give me a delmonico and send it
2: yeah so i i've never tried omaha steaks so i probably shouldn't Rip somebody who I've never had before, and like it's like a—they're always a fucking sponsor for podcasts. So shout out Omaha Steaks, but I don't want my steak fucking frozen and sent in the mail. That's not what steaks all about, bro.
1: No, and and as much as you talk about New York City steak place being like the pinnacle, I would argue like getting a steak in Texas. No, With all the fucking yeah, they have. Out I got, I got a, I got a steak place.
0: in Dallas
2: last year.
1: I bet it was that
0: be. yeah. <laughs> steakhouse. Right. Let's
2: see the field where the cow was slaughtered.
1: And, and while while Hal's Ian has steak at Steakfest, uh, I'm back to my Stewart's deli dogs and Dr Pepper, dude. Uh, I put this three stars down as three things to look forward to at the start of the year, and I think that you guys took start of the year literal when I was kind of talking about the start of the NHL season. So next year I'll be a little bit more specific <laughs> with like what I'm asking for. But with the Rangers, I'm um, the two deli dogs, the sheriff dogs with the Dr. Pepper. There's nothing that gets you going. Also, wings over. Like, there's certain dishes that you eat when the Rangers are playing that I get really jacked up for. So that's my second star.
2: Yeah, because there's, there's that feeling in my head anyway. It's like, I can't – like, I don't know how to say this. If there's, like, a night where I have nothing going on, then I'll take the time to make a nice dinner. But if the Bruins have a game at 7 o'clock, like, I probably just want to get home and eat some bullshit and watch the game. Yeah.
1: yeah. Something about that. What's your first song
0: Yeah, Cad. you touched on a really nice point there. Uh, there is something about, like, the snow, the cold that makes me want Wings Over Saratoga for some reason. So oh, yeah. so, some foods will do that to you. Um, I've been on a Wings Over Saratoga kick lately. But my first star, uh, going back to <laughs> skating on Saratoga Lake, it's just outdoor pond hockey. It's kind of rings in the new year every year. Um, Pre-COVID, I used to try to do kind of like a organized <laughs> – January uh, New Year's Day skate and uh, we've had some pretty pretty awesome times out on the ice with uh all the all the boys and uh, some good good little scraps on the ice, beautiful days. We've had a couple of really, really nice days. So pond hockey number one. Uh happy to be back out in the fresh air.
1: Dude, I love like the winter chill that you get when you're skating around too. The different type of air that you breathe. That makes sense.
2: Oh yeah. That's why we're
1: for me.
2: First star for me, I'm going to start grinding chill again. Uh, I think I've put too much emphasis on Call of Duty. While it's a great video game, I'm still fucking ass at it. Uh, and really looking back, like, the Greenway shit kind of inspired me. Like, I've played for decades. Uh, I used to be pretty good. I've lost my touch last year. I just didn't feel like I had it. I'm struggling with the skill stick, but I'm just – I'm putting time in right now uh, with the computer, just trying to learn the fucking game and get back to a place where I can be proud. Like there was a time in my life where I was proud of the fact that like, if I was at a party and there was a bunch of drunk kids playing NHL, that I could walk in there and I could beat the shit out of anybody on the controllers. Like that's a sense of fucking pride. And like, I do feel that way, but
1: just not online.
2: Yeah. And I don't know if that's part of it, like the in-person atmosphere. Uh, but I would like to get there. Like, I feel pretty confident still in online versus, um, i don't know i just want to get fucking good at the game again you know what i mean like the skill stick like i just don't feel like i utilize the fucking skill stick the way it should and it's like do i pull a fever boy rex where i just start fucking smashing triangle and square with the nhl 94 fucking controllers or do i stick with it
1: i still i'm um, on record that if you use classic controllers it's kind of cheating
2: okay fair i like that uh so that's Chell uh for me kid what's your one star
1: My number one star at the start of any, well, it only happened last year, but I visit my old man, dude. That's what I do. Uh, I get emotional pretty much twice a year, 420. was the day he passed away and then the first Rangers game. Uh, 420, I got a little bit emotional last year. That was also super fucked up, Uh, but the the first game of the year last year, dude, I was an absolute mess, but feels good to cry it out, man. And I'll visit him and, Fucking sucks, dude. We got La Frontier. Didn't get to see Capo. I'm hoping the boys make a run this year. Super pumped about it. But I mean hockey's back, dude. Hockey is back and I am so excited. I can't wait for next week's podcast to talk about what's going on in the league and after the first couple days. It's gonna be it's gonna be pretty fun. I'm sure there's gonna be a ton of drama. Uh, we'll see.
2: This is a fucking beautiful uh first start, kid. I didn't mean to minimize it. I just look this is a fucking two hour podcast, so jeez. I mean, I mean, that's what happens, though. Hockey's back, right? Like, no, it's
1: not a anymore. It's a show. It's two hours.
2: Yeah, we got the predictions out of the way, and then once hockey season kicks in and the fucking stupid Eugene Melnick stories come, start coming in, like, we'll be living again. So I'm excited for it to come back to normal. It's going
1: to be pretty awesome. I think that's what we had for the pod, right? Do you have any other announcements? I mean, we have some people coming on this week. Talk. You want to get into that, Dale?
0: Yeah, I mean, why why not? We uh we landed Bucci Gross. so Bucci Grass is coming on on Wednesday. Our boy Hank uh just slid in the DM, so congrats to Hank, Bucci Grass. That's going to be fucking awesome. Um, it's really big for us. So excited for that one for sure. And then Cam Jansen also said he would come on. So boys are wheeling. We're uh we're kind of coming into our stride here at the beginning of the season. So feeling good on all cylinders.
1: Yeah, and then if you guys get a chance, just make sure that you're checking us out on pretty much whatever platform that we have. It's showing up on the bottom ticker. It's at morning underscore skate. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um or show now, dude. So that's where we're yeah. at. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. This is this has been fun.
1: Episode one seventy five in the books. We will talk to you guys next week. Later. LA, the,
2: yeah, yeah. Is in the building, yeah
0: Alright, already the show goes on all night Till the morning we dream so long Anybody
1: ever wonder when they would see the sun up? Just remember when you come up. to show
2: up